on this episode of the Buzz to Kill podcast. Na 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 na, it's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. Snoop Dogg! Na 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 na, you know I'm about to... Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 333. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where tonight, Sabrina the Witch, the dead guy on campus, and that Veronica Vaughn walk into a bar. And we're going to find out what happens in Max Headwound. That Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of ace. <laughs> Rest in peace, Farley. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm... I'm married. Married. Hey, hey I'm back. Look at this fella. I know. I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to be back this week, or at least James didn't think I was supposed to be back this week. <laughs> I had coverage for two weeks. Yeah. I don't know why I'm holding up three. I'm holding up three. <laughs> you know, you're, you're giving the asshole symbol oh. to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I had coverage for two weeks. I had room, uh, Mama Jen, yeah. and then John was supposed to come join me this I know week. What, I know what happened. You were supposed to have coverage for two weeks. It's just that you skipped the first week, <laughs> the week of the wedding. There, that's the one. You skipped it. I had things to do, though. Like what? It was a... It was a pretty important week for me. Like, write that that horrible speech you gave? I had to write that speech. <laughs> I had to write... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dude, it was the worst thing I've... Well, it's not the worst thing I've ever had to do. I thought it was a do. nice wedding. The wedding itself? <laughs> the wedding was all right. Yeah, it was okay. Um, yeah, I, I just... Could you, t- could you, could you take, take me back to that moment real quick? Because I, I want to know from your point of view. Oh, no, dude, you killed it. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh. Be- before. <laughs> before. Could, did I look like I was going to throw up? Um, because. When you were sitting at the table? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I, you did. Because <laughs> I felt like I was going to throw up. I well, was like, I was like, I was, I wanted to have just enough booze to, you know, like take the edge off, like yeah. take the nerves out. Yeah. But not enough to where I would mess up my speech. If it makes you feel any better. But then I better. ended up not drinking enough. And it, so I was just super nervous. If it makes you feel any better, we told Vito to go first about five minutes before he actually got the microphone. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Because well. we, we had a different order. And then we decided to change it last minute because Sarah kind of seemed like she needed a little bit of time to get her thoughts together. So what was the original so, or- order? Sarah, the original order. And, and I wouldn't even say that there was an original order because we didn't really talk about it. It was just kind of what we were tossing around, really. But it was going to be Sarah, Mike, Kelsey, you. Uh, oh, and then I was going to close I, you were, her you out. You were going to close it out. Because I knew that you're long-winded, and I didn't want anyone to go after you, which half an hour fucking later for a speech. <laughs> hey, dude. I said last week I, I was a nervous wreck, but I'm... I, it was... No. But, but brevity is not really my thing. So. I was dying laughing, though, when we were at the table, because... Not only because your speech was fucking hysterical. Um, those pages are going in a frame, by the way. I still have them. Oh, did you keep oh, them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going in a frame. Cool. Um, but... Uh, like we thought you had finally gotten to the end of your speech because it was taking forever, and then you just started the real part of your speech. <laughs> Dude, the first part was only like 
a minute. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't, dude. Okay, we're gonna when your videographer sends you your footage, we're gonna time the first the first the part. The first part of it was at least seven or eight minutes. I'm not kidding you. The first part? Yeah. Before the first I, half. Before I took out the second part of the like second at, pages? Up until the beginning to where you threw the all work, no play pages at me was like seven minutes. No, it wasn't. Dude, it, yes, it was. It was so long. The paragraph was only that long, Mike. This long. We'll find out when the video comes back. It was, you are... I remember it being very long. I enjoyed it thoroughly. No, the whole speech was about seven or eight minutes. Yes, it was. I think your I think your maybe, timing was off. Maybe ten tops, which Fine. seems really long. Fine. But like, maybe just listening to you talk then feels like an eternity. Well, ask our <laughs> list. Ask our listener. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure on a weekly basis, it's like this is going to get me through the whole week. That's cause... why our, our average listen time in all of our episodes is ten minutes. So oh. nobody ever listens to the movie portion. Nobody ever actually hears you because I I I spend <laughs> the first ten minutes talking. <laughs> no, but you're uh, you were you were fantastic though. Everybody was great. In fairness, everybody mm. was great, with the exception of one vendor, which we are not talking about. But um, oh, really? Yes, we are not talking about it. No, there's a reason that we can't talk about it. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but there was there was a hiccup with the vendor. We'll leave it at that. And um, the next couple months are going to be interesting. We'll uh, we'll put that out there. One day I'll talk about it, but uh, today is not that day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> otherwise, other than that, though, the rest of our vendors were awesome. The wedding was was awesome. I don't want to harp on it too much. You guys have heard me talk about the prep for this day enough over the last year. But um, So let's talk about your honeymoon for the next three weeks. That's fine. So tell me about your honeymoon. Well, your, hold on. Not your honeymoon. Your, mi- your the, mini moon. The mini moon. Because Mike is also going on another honeymoon in April, which okay. I will need how how many, just we'll be gone preemptively, for, how many weeks of coverage will I need? We'll be gone for two weeks and change, so probably three weeks Okay, is my guess. Fine. I'm not going to want to probably jump right back into it because I won't have time to watch anything. Sure. But um, yeah, suppose oh, oh, you won't have time to watch anything on your 14-hour flight back home? That's a good point. We'll yeah, see. We'll play. Real, we'll play the last so one by year. I'm full of good points, and at that's le- one. That's just one of them. <laughs> at, le- <laughs> <laughs> at least, uh, um, at least two weeks. Okay. We'll be gone. So yeah. we'll be in. We'll be in Europe come uh, April of next year. Europe. Europe. Uh, we're doing uh, Ireland, Scotland, and the UK. I gotta practice my UK accent. That's not bad. No, well, you need to bad? practice. You need to practice all three, but. <laughs> What if I just do an amalgamation of all of them and just use the one accent for everywhere? I just want I want to make sure that I want to make sure that I get uh I want to call Kristen and make sure that she has her phone ready because I want to see you trying to communicate with a Glaswegian. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a foreign language even though it's not. No, the 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 real video is going to be me trying to drive on the other side of the road with oh, Gaelic dude. with Gaelic street signs. Are they in Gaelic? Up, up when you're getting north, they are. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. There's yeah. nothing in English, so that's why I don't want to drive. I want to pretty much just hire people to drive us around. I mean, there's the pictures. Time. There's pictures for dum dums like you. Yeah. No, they're called runes, and I still don't understand them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, though, uh, the, the 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 honeymoon honeymoon A, we'll call it. Um, we just wanted to get away. Like we're we're big fans of road trips. We like we like a good road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I don't want to see the fucking highway for another year after this past week sure um but no we've uh we flew into laguardia we went to your favorite place in the world your uh your emerald city if you will yep the shining city I on the mount 
loved New York, dude. Did you really? Loved it. Oh, no, it's great. See, <laughs> I'm one of those, I'm one of those, I'm like Dante. I hate people, but I love crowds. You know, uh, like yeah. I'm one of those kind of people. So, you know, we, we stayed in Yonkers, which that was our, that was our big mistake. Worst city name in in, in all of America, <laughs> Yonkers. by the way. Yonkers. It, it was an Airbnb. It was the right price because we were staying in so many places throughout the trip. We tried to keep the cost down, right? So it wasn't right in the city and all that. Sure. The problem was is that we stayed like it was like a five minute ride, five to ten minute ride away from the very last subway pickup. Uh-huh. So we couldn't just walk from our Airbnb to a subway pickup to get into the city, which mm-hmm. I fucking became a subway champ. Okay. <laughs> I could get us anywhere at any time. Uh-huh. And I was very proud of that. <laughs> Conquered the subway, which was the first time I was on the New York subway too. Oh, really? Never, never I've never been to the city. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. So I loved I, the subway was great. The first day we get on, these two dudes walk in. One's not wearing a shirt. The other one's carrying a boombox. And we're like, okay, what's shit's shit's about what, to go down? Shit's about to go down. <laughs> as soon as those doors shut, they started the boombox up super loud. They started yelling at the 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 crowd about giving them tips for dancing. And these two fucking guys danced better than people you will see on like fucking Broadway. Like, like, I'm not talking about dancing. I'm talking about this one dude did an in place backflip like 12 times in a row in the middle of a subway car without hitting anybody. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. Yeah. Another guy the, the, the other dude had to have been a pole dancer at some point in time because he was uh, working it. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he yelled at me for not clapping because I was trying not to make eye contact. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but um, uh, no, it was it was pro- great. Proper Midwestern. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was it was it was fun though. Um, yeah, we just we saw all the stuff. Um, you know, we were talking earlier before we went on air about all the Israeli Hamas stuff going on right now. Mm. We were we we're Kind of going, just you know, just talking about life, sure, life I mean, stuff or whatever. Yeah, we haven't and caught up on anything with each other for the last couple of weeks. So. I had I had brought up how the leaders of Hamas this morning had called for like the worldwide jihad and all that stuff. Isn't it I mean, it was supposed to be like a like a just like a pro protest. No, no, he said jihad. Oh, did he really? I'm pretty sure he said jihad. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because somebody <laughs> correct because somebody who said the word protest was corrected this morning in the oh. article I was reading. Um, and, but I, the reason that I, I, I bring that up and then it's timely is because we went to the nine 11 museum, mm-hmm. which I'd never, obviously I'd never been to the area and all that. The nine, the, the world trade center area is crazy. Mm-hmm. The architecture that's there now they put up in the, in the place of everything is bonkers. Yeah. It is crazy weird. Um, but we went through the nine 11 museum on day two it was it was humbling, man. Like it was it was. I cried. Like I literally was like welling up, like walking through, reading the stories, and listening to people talk about it, and like you know, reliving it with all of that around you, and like mm-hmm. seeing all the stuff, like the actual papers that people put up for their missing loved ones, the the "We'll miss you" signs from the firefighters, the, the all the all the the, the half burnt fire trucks that were yeah. there. You know, I don't know. It just it, it hits you in a way you don't expect it to yeah. hit you. It's very heavy. Um, and there's a lot of like kids that were there. I say kids, you know, but like people half our age that weren't alive when when right. it happened. Right. And it's bizarre watching their reactions to it because like to them this is just like. Oh, we're learning about history, right? Like, right. And it'd be like us going to a like a World War II museum or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Like we'd yeah we'd go and we'd look and we'd be um 
fascinated and interested by it all, but it, it's like when I it, went to we the, wouldn't know what it felt like to be a lot, you know, like it's, experiencing it's, all of that. So. It's like when I went to the Holocaust Museum. Yeah. Like I, I, I appreciated it, you know what I'm saying? But like, I wasn't alive then. Like I didn't live it. Right. You know? So it's like so a different perspective. Can't feel the gravity of it really. And, and when nine 11 happened, I was, I was a shit dude. I was like a fucking, I was like a 16, 17 year old fucking punk rock kid that was like anti-government, anti, I was one of those people why, and I'm ashamed to admit it, but it is what it is. I was one of those people that was watching the news be like, this is what you get when you fuck with other people's countries. Blah, 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 blah. Like I was that fucking stupid shit kid. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, and I, I hate the fact that I was like that looking back on it and like being quote unquote wiser now, you know, like yeah. you, 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 I, I wish that I could take that back. You know, right. Um, I mean, I wasn't the only one, but like, you know, I, I look back at it though. And it's like, I, I'm appreciative of the perspective that I have on it now and, and, and being able to appreciate it and remembering what it was like going through it. Right. It's a, it's a wild feeling. It's a wild feeling. If you've never been there, I highly suggest that you go to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I uh, went to the empire state building, never been up there before. That was fun. How'd you like that? It was, it was high. <laughs> it was really high. It's the Empire State, baby. It was, uh, yeah, it was awesome. Um, Top of the city. You still hear Empire State of Mind by Jay Z playing everywhere in New York. <laughs> that has not changed. <laughs> that song, I don't think, will ever get old. Um, but yeah, well, it's uh, like their anthem. New York was awesome, though. Loved it. Got pizza in in a shack somewhere. It was great. Sabaro. I paid. I paid. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a New York slice. <laughs> runs behind him. I know that reference. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was great though. Um, I loved New York. I'd go back in a heartbeat. I loved it. It was uh, it was dirty. It smelled like piss, and yep. I loved it. I, I I don't know what else to tell you. Listen, I've had I've I've told you I've had some really fun times in New York. I've had good times there. It's just not the type of place for me to stay for any sort of extended period of time. I um as we were walking around um. As we were walking around the city, I, I looked at Kristen on a couple of different times, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I could, I could live here. I could get used really? to this. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, I, I wouldn't want to live. Listen, when I was younger, maybe when I was younger, I had I, a little, I had a little more fire in my veins. I might, I, love, I, I could probably do it, but not, not these days. I dude. love. I wouldn't have the patience big, for it. Big city though, like you walk out in Times Square. I didn't realize that Times Square had basically everyone just walks there. Like you don't drive through Times Square like you like you used to see it in the nineties. Right. It's a big, like open space now where people do street shows and this and that and yeah. everything else. And at two o'clock in the morning, and there's tens of thousands of people on the street still on a Tuesday night, and there's street shows going on. We stopped there's and watched some they street call shows. It the city like, that never sleeps. It's amazing though, dude. Like I love that shit. Like uh -huh. I, I can picture myself, like just down there on a random night just walking around like just because i like the atmosphere sure. like, i could see it yeah um so from new york we went to connecticut um now that's more my speed i i, love, I fell in I love, love connecticut i i know you made fun of me last week for this but i fell in love with the east coast like i with the exception of one place but i i i just i love there's a mentality on the east coast though in that small town east coast areas you know like the cities are one thing but it's the small towns that i fell in love with mm -hmm. it's the it's the the very like neighborhoody kind of 
New England just feeling areas. Sure, I don't know. Yeah. It's, just, it's just great. Uh, we went to Yale. And that's why I love Connecticut, because it had more of a, like, the areas beautiful. of Connecticut I've been to are beautiful. They yep. had that kind of small town feel that I am used to, because I grew up in a small town. Yep. Yep. And But just the area is, like, amazing. Yeah. It's we just went, beautiful all the time. We went to the Yale campus because we love old architecture and, like, whatever. You know, we went to the uh, we went to the Rare Manuscript Museum. Not, it's not a museum. I, I lied. Uh, the Rare Manuscript and Book Library. Library yeah. It's on the Yale, camp, uh, Yale campus. Uh, I stood next to a $35 million <clears throat> Gutenberg Bible. Big deal. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, we uh, we saw a whole bunch of like historical stuff there. It was awesome. Um, the Just like I said, the architecture in Yale was incredible. Walking yeah. around super old skull and bones college town. Like, mm-hmm. like we're walking down the street. I'm like, this is where fucking George W. walked. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go back a little further than that if you want. <laughs> nope. That's the only one that matters. Um but uh, yeah, Connecticut was a quick trip. In fairness, we did that. We we were supposed to do some Gilmore Girls uh, sightseeing. That didn't happen. Well, it turns out uh, not much is actually taken from there. It's inspired by, but there's nothing there that oh. like makes sense to go see. And yeah, so we didn't do that. Uh, so that was a quicker trip. Uh, went to Massachusetts next. Uh, day one, we spent two days in Mass. Uh, day one uh, was Salem. Mm-hmm. Day two was uh, Boston, but uh, Salem was. I'm assuming you got your shirt in. Uh, oh yeah, Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, Boston, totally, right? totally. Your um, your mother would have a fucking bird oh, if God, she yeah. saw that shirt. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. This Mike's, is not. <laughs> Mike's currently wearing a. It's a black T-shirt that says "Hail Satan," <laughs> established 666. With an upside down cross on uh, it, <laughs> and this came from the Satanic Temple. Please tell this me this was bought at the Satanic Temple. <laughs> please wear that. Please wear that over your your parents' house one time. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> your mom will disown you. She dude. will. <laughs> um, yeah. No. We. Uh, well, I guess we'll start there. Uh, well, no, we won't start there. Um, Salem is one of the more magical places I've ever been. It's like Disney World for people who love goth stuff. Yeah. It's the best way to describe it. Um, there's tons of people like. Don't go to Salem expecting an old timey witchy. You're just gonna you're you're gonna walk the streets and you're gonna be the only people there looking at these old witch yeah. houses. No, the no. movies there's, the movies kind of ruin it for you. There's that's tens of thousands of people walking around. Yeah. Like I said, it's like Disney World. The main drag is nothing but just kitschy shops. It's all kitsch. I love kitsch though, so this was my bread and butter. Like, sure, I, yeah. I I loved the hell out of everything there. We did a um, a late night ghost tour mm-hmm. where and, and our two, have you ever seen Fever Pitch? Yeah, with Drew Barrymore and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, you know the scene where uh, it's either one of the one of those two. I think it's Drew Barrymore. She's carrying a laptop and it gets knocked out of her hand and it hits a guy in the head and he catches it. Uh-huh. The guy that got hit in the head and catches it was our tour guide. <laughs> Did he bring this <laughs> yes, up? Yes, he did. Okay, but it was so. all part. It was all part of his spiel, though, that he was an actor and he did this. You may have seen me in this, blah blah. And now I'm a tour guide in Salem. <laughs> I was gonna say, is like, is he just like, just trying no, to relive no, the it, glory days? Not at all. He was. Hey, you might have you might have seen me in Fever Pitch. No big deal. No, up. he was he was actually really awesome, and it was just part of his funny spiel. Like like you know like he loves the stuff too. Basically, sure, yeah. what he's saying though, like, and um, he was a great fantastic tour guide but we walked around all the places like where um 
one of my corrections for later actually has to do with this, so I'm not going to spoil it here. But where all the witches were like killed and stuff, the the jails they used to be in, all this like the city is completely different now. Mm-hmm. There's only one building that stands from that time, and he ta- was talking about how it's practically ready to fall over. And the owners already have an agreement with the city that uh, when it falls over, they're putting up condos. Really? Like the city has no interest in even keeping it. He's like, why the fuck would Salem want to keep a city or keep the last remaining building from the witch trials? Yeah. And, and he's just like, I don't get it. Nobody gets it. <laughs> um, and he, and yeah, but, uh, the tour was great though. Uh, the, the city is amazing. Uh, it, I, just so much cool stuff. I don't know how else to describe it. Like you just need to go and see it, and yeah. So you mentioned there was one stop that you didn't like. What was that? Uh, Boston. I don't oh. like Boston. Yeah. I, 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 we, we were there. So day one in Mass was supposed to be Salem. Day two was supposed to be Boston. Mm-hmm. We went to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, we walked around for a little bit, and we were just completely unimpressed. <laughs> like I, I didn't give a shit about Boston. Yeah. Just didn't care. Did you go to we saw ha- we saw the Havid? No, no. We uh we saw the Edgar Allan Poe statue, which was awesome because Poe was born in Boston, I think it was, or I don't know, whatever. There's a big Edgar Allan Poe statue there because he's relevant to the area. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Just uh we just didn't like it. And so we said, fuck this, let's go back to Salem. <laughs> so we went back to Salem, uh, went to the Satanic Temple, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize that the temple is also an art gallery and they have like original dollies and a whole bunch of other stuff there. Oh, like, really? Really cool stuff. Mm. We sat on Baphomet's lap, took pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we sat in the throne room, took pictures and all that stuff and bought a bunch of stuff in the gift shop and it was awesome. I have a satanic temple coffee mug now. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Look at you. Sweet Hail Satan t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could convince you. Convince me what? We almost joined. To we, join the satanic we temple? almost joined. You could not a- convince me. Apparent, apparently, all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire online and you can join the satanic temple. <laughs> it's like, it's almost so, as easy as Justin becoming was, a minister. I was just going to say, so becoming a minister <laughs> and joining the satanic temple is the exact same process. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Right on. Um, uh, what else? What else did we do? I, we did so much, dude. Um, from there, we went from uh, Massachusetts. Oh, God. From Massachusetts, we did all of our driving at night. By the way, why to spend more time in the days? Oh, like we oh, figured we can sense, we can yeah. fill our days with doing stuff, and then we'll drive to the next place at night. Because in New so England, so you just never slept. Oh, we did. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. In New England, everything's close because the states are tiny. Oh yeah. So like from from New York City to Connecticut was two hours. Mm-hmm. From Connecticut to uh, Boston was an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So like it's it does it's nothing. Mm-hmm. The longest drive was from Massachusetts to Bangor, Maine. Yeah, um, and that f- three and a half hour drive stretched into almost six hours. Why? Because we ended up driving through the remnants of Tropical Storm Philip. Oh, and our rental car, which was a Toyota Rav Four, which was a very comfortable drive. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's a good car. Uh, windshield wipers on it. The max speed were wah, 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 wah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. In a torrential downpour and the wipers themselves suck was the most white knuckle terrifying drive of my life. Um, there's no... Wait, this was still from Hurricane Philip? Yeah. 
well, from trop- I don't know if it was, was it, did it, did it end up becoming a hurricane or was it just a tropical storm? I don't storm? remember, but I thought that was weeks ago, wasn't it? It was just the, no, no, it wasn't weeks ago. It was, this was the storm system that was, was coming the, off of it still. What was the one that came? I don't remember. Oh, this is two weeks ago at this point. Oh, so sure. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we, uh, we drove through that and it sucked and driving through Maine, there's nothing up there. It's all woods. So there's mm-hmm. no streetlights. None of the roads are lit. Oh, yeah. And it should be fucking illegal for highways to not have reflective striping on them. Oh, yeah. Couple that in a torrential downpour in a car that has shitty windshield wipers. Yeah, that's not great. James, I'm not even kidding you when I said I thought I was going to kill us multiple times. Really? <laughs> and there was construction. And you know, like on, in construction when it's like a two-lane highway and there's no shoulders and they take the cement um, barricades and they put them right on the line. Uh-huh. And then the road just divots to the left and divots to the right. That's what I was driving through with all of the other things. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see. I, I literally couldn't see where I was going. And it was terrifying. Like, it was, like I said, it was the scariest drive of my life. Um, and then there was a bridge that we went down that did a dip and all the water was in the bottom of the dip. And I started, oh, and I, no. and not only did I hit it, but I hydroplaned like crazy already not being able to see what was in front of me. Uh-huh. Dude, like I, I literally thought I was going to kill my, my fucking wife. Like, <laughs> like that's how terrified I was. Dude. We, uh, we ended up getting there. We were supposed to get there at 10 o'clock, 10, 10, 10 30. We didn't get there until like one, one thirty. Wow. In the morning. Um, but Maine, but Maine was cool. The place mm-hmm. that we stayed in Maine was like a hotel Airbnb. Uh, it's, it looks like the one with the weird barbarian staircase. No, that was Boston. Oh, okay. With the the circular staircase that was going down with the... I don't know. You sent us a snap of like, you're like, oh, this place looks pretty nice. But then you go out this door and there's this weird stairwell that goes to... Oh, no, that was Connecticut. That oh, was, was that? That was Connecticut. Did you ever yeah. end up going up that? Oh, no, that was the entrance. You, the, get in, you get in from the back of the house and there's a door. You open the door and you're literally walking into the old cellar entrance. No, there was like a really decrepit old looking one though. Like That was it. Oh. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so when you first open that door to go That's down into you you're see. just like, oh my God, what the fuck? It was a cellar entrance. Really? Yeah. They redid the cellar entrance with just brick and cobwebs, apparently. <laughs> and then they put another door at the bottom of that, and we were in the very the lowest part of the uh, building. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, yeah, Banger was cool, though. Banger was... There's, I mean, it's a small fishing town. There's nothing up there but Stephen King. It's, mm-hmm. it's the pilgrimage that Stephen King fans make. Right, right. Um, which is the whole reason we went up there. We were supposed to go over to Acadia National Park, but we didn't end up going because the storms were still there. It was kind of a, dr- a dreary day. The park wasn't going to look its best. We wanted to go whale watching, but the storm disrupted all that. Mm-hmm. Like we're just like it's it's not worth it. So what'd you end up doing? Um, we did the Stephen King tour. We yeah. uh, I we I have pictures for all this stuff, but we went to the original drain that uh pennywise comes out of that he walked past every day uh the paul bunyan statue from the book yeah Uh, we did we saw the um water tower where um what's his name sees pennywise for the very first time um stanley stanley sees pennywise for the first time he went there uh went to stephen king's house the dead boys well yeah yeah but um, we see that we went to stephen king's house uh we found a nova scotian lady almost died in front of us why she tripped on the street and face oh. smacked into the ground. Jesus she was really? okay. She was okay. But um, there was... Uh, yeah, How so many we, people were on the tour? No, no, there was no tour. We did it ourselves. Oh. We did, we found out where all the places were. Oh, we well, did then the, how'd, we did, you, how'd you know that uh, the 
this lady was from Nova Scotia. Oh, because we helped her. Because oh. we weren't just going to stand there and watch a lady hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. Well. No, me and another old guy that were there uh, sightseeing, we both ran over there and helped her up. And- so you guys were doing the Stephen King tour just by yourselves. Yeah. But were there a lot, like, were there, uh, there so there of, were obviously other people doing the same thing? No, in, in front of King's house, there was the Nova Scotian people, and then there was like another lady there, and then this old couple that was doing the same thing. I feel like the King house itself always has people probably yeah, there yeah sure his house is amazing by the way he doesn't live there anymore but that house is amazing <clears throat> he doesn't um, live there anymore he lives in florida now yeah but he's since still when but uh, a couple years oh. uh they finally moved for the privacy um because that house was such a tourist thing uh he's still for the own- privacy it's been a tourist thing for the past still, three decades well, he still owns the house yeah. at least he lives permanently well it's in the florida stephen now. and tabitha king Ar- uh, so he's using it now to house his archives and well, that and it's their charity, yeah, like the hub of their charity or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. But it, and it's also a writer's retreat or for foundation. writers. So, oh, so oh. he's using it so really? writers can go there and write now, yeah. Really? So it's his archives, it's a writer's retreat, and it's the foundation hub. So that's what they use it for. That's but it's cool. weird because it's like it's it's in the middle of a suburban street, mm-hmm. like it's not set off, it's not there. There's a house that's 20 yards across the street. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's yeah, bizarre. The only pictures you ever see of it are, it's, Dead on. it's typically taken, yeah, right from outside the gates and with a fisheye lens. So it spreads it out a little bit. So it makes it look well, like, well, that, let's not, there's no houses directly next to it, like on top of it. Sure. It's a big piece of land. Right, right, right. But, um, but the house is amazing though. Um, what else did we do? Oh, uh, so we went. I went to. We did some sightseeing in cemeteries. That's fun. Yeah. Went to the pet cemetery. Cemetery. Not oh, really? the, not the pet cemetery one. The cemetery where Gage is buried, where Stephen King is presiding over it in Pet Cemetery. That where Gage is buried. Gage. Gets the original. Buried. The original cemetery before his dad digs him up. It's the tent where, oh, where, oh, yeah, where Stephen yeah. King plays the priest. Okay, yeah. I stood in the exact spot and did the uh, oh, did, did the, the priest <laughs> thing. We got a shot from like way above. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently the name Georgie and Carrie for both of his, obviously Carrie and then Georgie from it, right. both came from graves from that cemetery. Really? Because he used to walk it, apparently. So you Got, found those? I, I found, we found the graves, took pictures of those. And it's actually Georgie or is it George? It's Georgie. It's a dog grave, apparently. Really? It's someone's dog, yeah. Wow. The, that cemetery is the coolest cemetery I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's everything that you want, like an old, creepy cemetery to be. Cool. But it's also beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's uh, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, that was our trip. And then we we with them. And then the next day on uh, Monday, we thought we could drive thirteen and a half hours back. Turns out that thirteen and a half hour drive kept expanding and expanding and expanding into like a seventeen hour drive. And we got to Niagara. Uh, Wait, you just you guys just kept stopping or what? Well, that and it kept rerouting us, and then there was traffic and this oh. and that. So it was like every time it would change, it just added and added and added. Yeah. And by the time we got to Niagara, we were going through upstate New York, and like we were like an hour, forty five minutes to an hour away from Niagara, and we still had four and a half hours in front in front of us, and this was like ten thirty at night. Niagara is only a four hour drive from here. If you go through Canada. Oh, yeah. and you guys were okay. Yeah, so we were going through Canada there, but um, yeah, it was like it was like ten thirty. We still had four and a half hours. My eyes were, so, I was so tired from driving. Like yeah. the fatigue had set in. I, it was raining again. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this again. Like, I, <laughs> and so she's just like, let's just grab a hotel in Niagara. 
it's fine. There's there's those apps you can get cheap hotels. You know, the night of. Yeah. We found a place for like eighty bucks. Just grabbed oh, it sweet. for grabbed it for like six hours. We left at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> drove the rest of the way, or four o'clock in the morning. We were up at three. Left at four. Drove the rest of the way in the morning. We walked in our front door at like eight fifteen. I made a cup of coffee, got in my car, turned around, and went to work for oh, nine worst. hours. <laughs> the worst. Yep. So. That was the honeymoon. Sorry, oh. that was long-winded, and I apologize. But uh, yeah, yeah, we wanted to hear. We it. kind of expected, and that's why this week we're only doing one movie. Sure, I kind of figured it would be long a long-winded intro. This, you know week. what? You only get one. Yeah, and I had fun. Well, so. hopefully, right? No, what? What do you mean you only get one? You're going on a <laughs> you're going on another one in seven months, you idiot. <laughs> and then we're gonna have to do that's in Europe for two weeks. So we're gonna have to dedicate an entire episode. No, to you know what I'll do? I'll give audio updates. That you can put on the show. Oh, that's what I'll do. Actually, that that's not a bad idea. There you go. Okay. There you yeah. go. Then, yeah. then I don't have to like harp on it when I get back. Absolutely. Uh, but no, it was it was fun. I love a good road trip, and that's what this was supposed to be, and it was great. And yeah. uh, luckily, my wife is uh, she loves all the crazy, weird, spooky stuff like I do. So it was a perfect, perfect trip for us. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, Sounds like fun. Yeah. Um. Well. I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh... <laughs> this is the end of the show because we've forever we've burnt up four hours. Uh, yeah. What the hell? I, my brain is melting right Corrections. now. What we... Corrections. That's just... the one. Yeah. Let's do that. Stupid. You're so stupid. Uh, James, yes. I wasn't on the show last week, but I have corrections. Okay. <laughs> Should I start? Um. I could probably steal one of them from you. Okay, go ahead. Because me and Jen, yes, we are stupid. It yeah. turns out that an unrated version of the invitation <laughs> <one> of <laughs> exists. Uh, so last week we, we were we were talking about the invitation, and we talked about how it probably would have been better served if you, uh, you know, if you had the extra gore and violence and stuff like that. And, and titties. And titties. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it does. You have to pay for it. Yeah. On Prime still. It's, but like, it's like three bucks. Yeah. Uh, had I realized that, I would have watched that version. So maybe it was better. I would like, I w- I'd like to actually rewatch it, the unrated version, to see if it would improve it at all for me. I will say, I, I don't... Still, I still I, en- enjoyed the movie for the most part, but... I don't often get to listen to our show without having seen the movies, because that's obviously not what we do. Um and listening to the show back, well, I'm gonna here. I'm gonna give you your propers. You and Jen did a really good job of making me completely understand that movie without never having seen it. Really? Yes. Mm. You, you did a good job. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, one of the things though that I did severely miss, and I realized that this is this is what I bring to the show, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but there was a severe lack of dick jokes. <laughs> And I realized, I think that's my doing. <laughs> I think that's you. I think it's us when we, when it, it's just, it's hard to look at, it's hard to look at Jen and want to make a lot of dick jokes. That's more, well, that's more, actually, it's pretty easy. <laughs> that's more your style. That's more your style. You have that kind of uh, rapport with her. <laughs> so, yeah, there were a lack of dick jokes. I will admit that. There were. I'm, I'm waiting for them. I'm like, I, is this my legacy? I'm sorry. I'm I, the dick guy. I'm sorry. I that's like, my that's my I, legacy on this show. <laughs> the dick guy. It's gonna say that on your grave someday. Mike Heckman, uh, the dick guy. 1985 
to 2025. Oh, that's it. That's all. I yeah, get. your wife's gonna murder you. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, it's, it's only a couple years from. That's from fine. Now. I'm sure I deserve it. The dick guy in quotations <laughs> underneath. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, a. Uh, the show is not better without me. Fuck you. Uh, I disagree. But okay. Well, that's my correction. So it's not really a correction because. Um. You mentioned that you hoped that I was getting burned at the stake while I was in Salem. Yes. Uh, fun fact, and I didn't know this until I was there. Uh, in the United States, there was not a single witch that was burned. Really? Not a single one. Were they all drowned? Every one of them was hanged. Hanged? With the exception of one, uh, John Proctor, who was the guy that like basically stood up for them. And then got his own, got his, his shit in trouble. Oh, he must be a witch too. He was crushed to death. Jesus. And, he was, an, and he was an old man and apparently he was a badass the entire oh, time. Oh, so he had brittle bones. Well, no, they, <laughs> they basically put a plank on top of him and then just started putting rocks on top of him. Yeah. Until he died. Yeah, that'll do it. And um, apparently every time they would ask him if he would admit it, he would just go, more weight. Wow. <laughs> he was a badass. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we went to the actual place. Like, So it's it's weird. The actual place where the witches were hung, uh-huh. that time, that, that square, whatever. Yeah. It's not in downtown Salem. You won't find it there. You have to go into like a residential area and it's a little alcove that's tiny and there's like a there's like a, a an, an alcove with the names of all the witches that were hung yeah carved into a, like a stone and that's it is the gallows still there no nothing that'd be, that'd be, that'd be that, that would be that would be crazy uh but yeah no it's like it's so weird it's like a inconspicuous non-touristy thing that's just off like five how, minutes from from the main main area and how many quote-unquote witches were hung um, was it, there was were, it a lot of them? No, it was, uh, or was it like, I say like, I want to say like somewhere between 10 and 16, something like that. I forget the exact number. Um, I can find out, but it wasn't a ton. It yeah. wasn't a ton. Um, but yeah. So weird. Yeah. What a crazy. weird time. Um, yeah, I, I, I could go on about it. I'm not going to do it here. Sure. But of course. It's, yeah. Go you, to Salem. You can tell me about go it. Go to Salem. Take the tour. I'm telling yeah. you. Uh, the movie that you were thinking of was called Violent Night, the Christmas movie from last year with David Harbour. You couldn't think of the title. It's Violent Night. Oh, you didn't listen to the whole episode. Yes, I did. You guys never came up with it. Yeah, we ended up we ended up correcting ourselves. Nope, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. Are you sure? You might have thought it. You didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure we did. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in the Toxic Avenger trailer, Toxie is definitely carrying a mop. It's just glowing red or glowing green, rather. It's like a it's like a glowing sludge mop. Oh, really? In the Toxie trailer. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It looked like a yeah. It looked like a staff with an orb. Yeah. It's it's a glowing mop though. Okay. It's just it's it's a, it's a remake of a trauma movie. What are you expecting here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last correction though, you already got, which was uh. The fact that the unrated uh, version was streaming on Amazon. Yep. So there you go. So if you're gonna watch that movie, <laughs> I put these losers just watched the wrong version. <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened on this show. You've also been that loser before. But I wasn't this time, and that's what matters. Did you even watch the movie? No. No, you guys painted such a vivid picture for uh, me. I don't have yes, to. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the corrections, Michael. James. What are we doing this week? Bob? Uh, well, the title of the episode. Is Max head or a head wound? There head, we go. Head why is why is that the case, James? Uh, because the killer in this particular movie that we're talking about bears a striking resemblance to 
Max Headroom. That Veronica Vaughn. No. Ma- <laughs> Max Headroom and Billy Idol. Yes. Which apparently is exactly what is they were exactly going for. What, yeah. It's kind of like the uh, Halloween mask being uh, William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> this one's just Max Headroom or Sh- Billy Idol. Shatner. Shat in her. Shat. Ew. <laughs> Ew. I've seen that document. William, <laughs> William Shat in her. Um. And this movie is, of course, totally killer. Totally killer, James. That's the name of the movie. I'm not just describing it. It is actually the name of the movie. Totally killer. Now, before you reach into the abyss and grab what we're drinking, yeah, it's not an exact science. Okay. Because it turns out that you cannot, in the state of Michigan, they still make it, but it turns out in the state of Michigan, you cannot buy Bartles and James anymore. Okay. So I got the next best thing. I didn't even know that Bartles and James <laughs> still existed. Neither did until I. Until last summer. Neither did I. Because that's a big part of my childhood. Yeah. They uh, don't, you my, cannot. My dad used to distribute that stuff. I'm not going to say that there's nowhere in Michigan that sells it, but it's not readily available. I'm not even going to look yet. Oh, well, you're going to regret that. I promise you, you're going to regret that. Oh, God. Is it's it the, ice? It's the closest thing to a Bartles and James that you're going to find easily around us i doubt it especially if it's ice oh <laughs> it's not ice. <laughs> oh baby we're gonna get fucked up tonight oh and it's a twisty <laughs> this is <laughs> seagram's escapes mm, yes baby wild berry wild flavor. berry <laughs> <laughs> no dude what's the uh so this is oh it's actually it's f- they call it flavored beer. Oh really? Yeah. Oh weird. See, I thought these were wine coolers. It's the cl- it's literally when I, so I asked. I mean, you can get wine coolers. Still. I went to three different places tonight, and I asked the guy at my normal place. I go, "Do you guys even carry Bartles and James anymore?" And they're like, "What's that?" I go, "It's that wine cooler from the '80s." And I think I gave the guy behind the counter a heart attack. He's just like. Holy fuck. He's like, I haven't thought about those in forever. Um, so, yeah. So, why? I mean, there's tons of other wine coolers. There's actually. not. No, there's not. Are you sure? Not readily available. Really? I went to three places. Nobody carried wine coolers. Why? Because, because uh, um, seltzers and other things, you know, other things of that nature have completely oh. taken everything over. Yeah. So, they don't make them anymore. It annoys me that I can almost. Get my whole hand wrapped yeah, around this. Yeah, this is not a 12 ounce bottle. It's an 11.2. Look, look at how I just, I want to be able to touch my fingers together and it's they, annoying me that I can't. They do that so you drink more. <laughs> is that why that, they do it? That's what it is. So there's no write up on this. You don't need a write up. This is pure, just wild berry bliss. Yeah. It's Seagram's Escapes. It is natural strawberry, raspberry, blueberry, and blackberry flavors. It's 3.2% alcohol. Getting fucked up. <laughs> Getting crazy. Uh, let's cheers these serums yeah, like gentlemen. Oh. Cheers, sir. You're going to regret that because this tastes like a Jolly Rancher. And it's kind of gross. <laughs> I just drank. <laughs> you did. I just drank the whole bottle. That was pretty good. It, it's not uh, bad. Not, no, not flavor-wise. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying I just chugged that pretty fast. You did. You really did. You see, you're going to regret that. Why am I going to regret that? Because uh, of the sugar. Um, the alcohol might not fuck you up, but the sugar is going to kill you. Yeah, there's a lot of sugar in that. Yeah. 
I plan on drinking like one of these. So this is malt beverage with natural flavors added and contains. <clears throat> uh, oh, great. Red Dye 40. <laughs> Red Dye 40 is the shit that is illegal in every country of the world except for here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. Do I'm you glad by I just chance have that. any Seagram's malt beverages? <laughs> you don't remember that story, okay? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I do. Oh, is that Vito? Yes. <laughs> Only it was a Smirnoff malt beverage dude, when he ordered Smirnoff it. Smirnoff <laughs> malt beverage? What a fucking stud, dude. He's such a legend. I love Vito. I do. I had such a blast with him at the wedding. Me and him danced the night away. Hey, dude, I was out there a lot, too. For a guy that you thought wasn't going to be out there. That's that's fair that you were out there. But me and, oh, no, no. You guys but, killed it. But me and Vito danced. Like, that's, that's it was what like the two of you do. It was like the, it was, it was, what was the name of the dead guy in the, out by the river? <laughs> uh, Bernie? Grandpa Han. <laughs> it was Grandpa Han. You went out and saw the headstone, didn't you? Oh, yes, 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 yes. It was like the... We were supposed to post a picture of that. We it was didn't. like the spirit of Grandpa Han had jumped into me and Vito, and and he just wanted one last night of just expressing himself through dance. I feel like we need to explain this. Uh, outside of the wedding venue, you travel like 10 feet into the wooded areas down by the river, and they're... <laughs> well, because the, the, uh, the, the, sec- the second maid of... The co-maid of honor, Kelsey... She wasn't. What? She wasn't technically a maid of honor. Was she not? No. Oh, well, whatever. She was one of the <laughs> bridesmaids. I see her coming out of the woods by the river. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, there's a headstone back here. <laughs> and she's like, come back and look at this. And and we walk up to a sign that says, uh, no walking past this point or whatever. And she goes, yeah, see, when I see a sign like that, I walk past it because... I know something good is back here. <laughs> and she went back and she found there's just a fuck there was a dead grandpa. Yeah. Buried on this property. I don't know if he was actually there. It was it was, it was, was very, saying, I don't know if he's very, actually dead. He's just alive underground. It was very close to a river, which means at some point the you know, the, the land would erode and his eh, it was far his enough body up. would just like fall yeah. into the river. That was far I'm talking up. hundreds of years yeah. from now. But uh, yeah, we found a headstone back yeah, there, yeah. which was pretty that, gnarly. That's pretty fitting for us. Absolutely. In yeah. fairness. Um, um, yeah. Wow. Uh, actually, surprisingly, I feel pretty good after chugging that. Yeah. Might chug another one. It's not bad. I tell um, you what, uh, we are, I don't, either we're growing vaginas in our old age <laughs> or... Uh, <laughs> or what? What's the other option? Or we just have really bad taste. I mean, it, ta- I, like, it, it tastes like a Jolly Rancher. It really does. Yeah, I can see why the kids like this. <laughs> it's pretty nice, actually. It's pretty tasty. If you just want like some, if you just want some good fun, where you're also <laughs> drinking liquid Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, it's only three point two, so you can have like twenty of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, thirty maybe. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's. Hey boy, I brought a thirty deuce or thirty pack of Seagram's Escape. <laughs> <laughs> Getting fucking drunk. <laughs> That is what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into trailer trash, baby. All right, James. Uh, God, it feels good to be back in the seat. Hell yeah, dude. I'm not going to lie. You look good. Thanks, man. It looks good on you. Yeah? Yeah. What looks good on me? That seat. Mm. 
on your ass. I'm actually wearing the seat. That's, <laughs> that seat on your ass looks good. Thanks, man. All right, I got um, I got not one, not two, not seven. Yeah. Ah, four. Jeez, Louise. Four trailers for you this week. Okay. I figure, why not, right? We got to come in hot. Sure. It's the Halloween season. Yeah. After all. Absolutely. Come on. Um, okay, first one that we're doing here. Got to, got to, got to start with some some Ted Raimi. Oh yeah, right. Always, right. Always. Uh, unfortunately, it's a Tubi original, so brings it down a couple <laughs> notches. Uh, this is the new Ted Raimi movie. It's also starring uh, the very famous Annalyn McCord. Okay. Okay, and uh, a Judd Nelson. Some Breakfast Club action. Wow. Um, I and don't know Moon, Judd Nelson uh, was still alive. <laughs> Moon Bloodgood, uh, who is the chick from? Oh, she from. No. Prey? No, it wasn't Prey. No. Something. And it's also starring Emilio! Oh, dude. No, 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 no. Emilio Riviera. Oh, well, (laughs) fuck that. Uh, This is called Dante's Hotel. I have no idea what it's about, but we're about to watch the trailer. So here we go. This is Dante's Hotel. Should hold acquaintance before God. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the festivities. Happy New Year's Eve. Oof. Oh, did you see those phantoms flying at the camera toward the end? I didn't. And where the fuck was Ted Raimi? What the fuck's going on here? I didn't see Ted Raimi. Um, Maybe Ted Raimi's the Reaper. Oh, maybe. Hey, Ooh. hey. And he does do costume work. Yeah. Uh, there, no, there is a picture of him though on here, um, and he's definitely not in costume. So I don't think I saw Emilio. Oh no, wait, it wasn't. It, it wasn't, wasn't Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> so you got in my head, dude. Um, <laughs> I mean, that looks like a fly by night. It looks shitty. like a two B original. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but if you, we if, should, hey, we should make that a feature though. From now on, like once, like m- you know, maybe once every couple months, we do a show that is just specifically to be originals. I'm into that. We should do that. Sure, I think that would be fun. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's Dante's Hotel. Um, I didn't expect much. I didn't get much, so I'm not disappointed. <laughs> the trailer was cut like <laughs> oh, it's garbage. Like a fucking child did it. So <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Who All knows? right. We're going to move up the chain with a movie called Night of the Hunted. Oh, I peaked at some point. You want to oh, clear that? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Here you go. Here you just, go, baby. Just clear that out. Clear go. it out a little bit. There you go, child. There you um, go, child. Uh, Night of the Hunted uh, is from the guy that uh, did the remake of Maniac oh, okay. recently. Uh, he returns with his new movie that is starring Camilla Rowe, uh, and it's produced by Alexandra Aha. Okay. So that bodes well. Yeah. This is Night of the Hunted. Can I get some gum? Hello? Survivors. 
You're hitting, me, you're hitting me with a bunch of teaser trailers tonight. I, apparently, I didn't I didn't realize that I was, but that looks really good. That was uh, it was like Splinter mixed with the Strangers. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I just no, 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 no. Splinter mixed with uh, Phone Booth, the sniper. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking Phone Booth. Was oh great. yeah, because she's like in constant communication with the yeah. with the killer. Yeah, and he's yeah. Con- and he's yeah. Yeah, interesting. It's like I, a chick stuck in a uh, um gas station like gas which is station, which yeah. is why i said splinter uh and then she's speaking over a walkie-talkie with a dude who's after them the whole but time like every time somebody moves into sight he's shooting at him yeah. so it's it's a it's quite the thriller james quite the thriller it's quite uh yeah i'd watch the shit out of that i think that looks really good actually yeah um okay let's see here next on the docket is a movie called the curse starring everyone's babeliest babe emma stone Oh, yeah, like right. Uh, this is from A24 and Showtime. I just watched Cruella again the other night. Again? Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? N- no. It's really good. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, it's really good. It is. Are you on drugs? No. Sure? It's actually a really good... There's, there's a reason it won a bunch of Academy Awards, Mike. It did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm not paying attention. You should watch it, you stupid <laughs> bitch. Anyway, though, uh, Emma Stone, Nathan Fielder, and Benny Softie uh, star in this one. Um, this is about something. Let's find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm great at this tonight, aren't I? Um, let's see here. This is The Curse. There's no such thing as a perfect city, but to me, this city is as close as it comes. That's why we're proud to call Española my home. Oh, shit. Our home. All right, you got it. It's okay. I can't wait for this show to come out. (laughs) Everyone will get to see who you really are. You know you can tell me anything, right? Of course. Huh. Interesting. I I have two takeaways from that. Yeah. A, I didn't realize that this was in a series. Yeah. Didn't realize that. And B, I don't think I will ever watch this. Oh, really? <laughs> like, it's not that I don't think that I would enjoy it. I just don't think that I'll ever go back to this. I heard you say that it's a... Where did it say that it was a series? It said a new series from Paramount+. Oh. Plus. See, it looks pretty interesting to me. It, but I, it I can't... not look interesting. I just wasn't drawn in by it. Well, it's know. also it's also Showtime, and I don't have oh Paramount Plus though too. Yeah, are Paramount Plus and Showtime the linked? Yep. Are they? Okay. Yep, they certainly are. Well, yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know. know. It, it looks interesting. It's it's about a it's about a, uh, a husband and wife who basically move into a community that it doesn't seem like they're very welcome. Well, no, they do. They're like uh, they do one of those TV shows where they go into communities and they like they renovate houses. Well, sure, but they live there. They live in the community. Oh, okay. And like they're they're kind of outsiders, and someone puts a curse on them. A and little girl were... puts a curse on them because he gives her a hundred dollar bill and then takes it back, <laughs> well, which seems a little petty. It um, does for the girl to put a, you know, a de- oh, oh for, a... The, for the girl to. Put well, it I mean, like stealing the hundred dollars <laughs> back from the little girl was shitty, but like to put a death curse on somebody because they took a hundred dollars from 100, you. Hundred bucks is a hundred bucks, man. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I've put more severe curses on people for less. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It looks interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I think 
Like I, I said, I don't think I'll ever go back to it. The problem is with me and series is like I get so far behind on everything. I haven't watched Breaking Bad yet. There's some I haven't watched. I haven't watched fucking uh, Haunting of Hill House yet. Neither have I. Which is right up our alley. Yeah. Why haven't we watched that yet? I don't know. Because we get behind on stuff. And the thing with series is there's such a there there's such a it's a commitment. It's a commitment of time. Yeah. That if once you get behind, you're cherry picking whatever it is you're gonna watch. <clears throat> exactly. So yeah. Um, it doesn't look bad. It's just not. I don't think up my alley. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, okay. I don't know. One last trailer for the night before we move on, James. And this is a fun one because it's a Halloween season. And uh, we like movies that have lots of people from other movies that remind us of scary movies in Halloween. That is absolutely right. So uh, this is the new movie called Stream, and it is starring, or at least appearing... Tony Todd, Jeffrey Combs, Danielle Harris, Tim Reed, D. Wallace, Mark Holton, Felissa Rose, Daniel Roebuck, Dave Sheridan, Terry Alexander, uh, and a ton, ton more. Like, the fuck, James. The fuck, dude. The fuck. This is called Stream. We can't trust anybody here. Anyone I'm being on this? Whatever this is. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight... Showtime! Blood on the ground means points on the board. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch. I'll watch anything with Jeffrey Combs. Um, I agree. It looks terrible. <laughs> it does. It looks like. Uh, I feel like this movie's already been made. I'm sure it has. It's it's uh. It's not shit. original in any way, shape, or form. Um. What was the name of that? Uh, what, was, it, what was the name of that uh, that Xbox game? I own it. It's right down there, and I'm not gonna look through my cabinet right now. But it's it was it was a it was a game where it was uh, like convicts were set free in a city, and then there was like gangs of like weirdos. It was essentially like the Purge, but there was ga- no idea what there was gangs about. of weirdos all around that like masked weirdos and stuff that you had to try to avoid and you had to like sneak up and kill them. It looks like that. Okay. And the, and the whole thing was the whole thing was uh, televised. I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, I'll I'll figure it out later. But that's essentially what it is. It looks like it's a, it's like a game show almost. Is that hurting your stomach? This bottle of Seagram's is making my stomach so upset. <laughs> you should have just chugged it like I did, because I feel fine. I feel like that would make it worse. I feel fine, and that's on oh, top God. of two giant bowls of chili that I yeah, heard, had earlier. Well, that, maybe that's why you feel good. <laughs> my my stomach has been coated <laughs> with all the goodness of the chili. Oh, God, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> why, did I, why did I buy those? Yeah, I don't know. That looks uh, it looks all right. It looks it looks like a stupid it's a stupid romp I'm with sure a bunch be, of familiar faces, right. which will make it fun by default. Yeah, right. That, that's where we are. Jeremy, it, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy uh, uh, Piven. Uh, no, uh, Jeffrey Combs, not Jeremy. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs looks over the top. Oh sure, which is awesome. Sure, that's the best kind of Jeffrey Combs. Um, Danielle Harris looks smoking. Well, of course. Well, of course. Um, uh, Felissa yeah. Rose looks scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks. Uh, it looks like it, it like it would be a good 
just, I feel like all just kind these, of fun, stupid time. I feel like all these movies that have such a big cast of like all the horror icons, you kind of know what you're going to get. Like right. serious horror movies, they don't, they don't do that. Right. Like these movies are made just for fun. Yeah. And that's what you get. It's gimmicky. Yeah. Yeah. Very gimmicky. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, though, that's uh, that's your those are your trailers, James. Those are your trailers, James. We have watched some trailers. We are sufficiently trashed. Now it's time to get into the bleed feed. Now, finally. The bleed feed. Well, James. Yes, Michael. I hate that the first thing I do when I got to come back is talk about people dying. You love it. I don't. Promise. Uh, <laughs> you love it. Two relatively big heavy hitters this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Waxwork and Hellraiser 3 director Anthony Hickox has passed away, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, and he did a lot more than just uh, those two movies. He also directed uh, the Bruce Campbell starring Sundown, a vampire retreat, which is... A movie that I feel like not a lot of people have seen, and it's it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah, um, it's it's your typical Bruce Campbell early career schlock, but it's you know it's it's Bruce Campbell early career schlock. Nothing wrong with that. What's not to love about it? Yeah. Um, he's also done a bunch of other movies like uh, uh, Warlock, Armageddon, uh, Full Eclipse, Payback, Stormcatcher, uh, lots of other stuff. But. Um, yeah, he passed away this week at the age of 64 years old. Uh, doesn't uh, in- Incredibly too young. Doesn't say what he passed away from, but, uh, you know. That's too rest young. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. he was in uh, Romania, apparently, where he lived. And uh, police just found him, uh, passed away in his house huh. after friends had said they hadn't seen him in a while. Doing a wellness check, yeah. Yeah, wow. so no idea what happened to yeah, him. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, so rest in peace to Anthony Hickox. Uh, also, uh, Jeff Burr passed away this week. Uh, Jeff Burr directed most famously, probably Texas Chainsaw Massacre three, uh, which was the, the interesting movie where Kane Hodder got to play Leatherface for the first time in the, in the teaser trailer. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, let's see here. He was 60 years old. So apparently we're going backwards. Wow. Incredibly too young again. Um, he did a lot of other stuff though. He did uh, Pumpkinhead two, uh, stepfather two, uh, from a whisper to a scream, which was uh, starring Vincent Price. So uh, he did he did quite a bit of stuff. Uh, Puppet Master Four, Puppet Master Five, Night of the Scarecrow, uh, Phantom Town, uh, Boy with the X-ray Eyes, which is a great movie. Uh, and then uh, most recently, he did Puppet Master Blitzkrieg Massacre, which I think was the latest that, Puppet Master yeah, movie. Yeah, I think so. So um, yeah, up until just very recently, uh, he passed away again. No um, no reason as to why, but uh, bummer. Uh, rest in peace to Jeff Burr. Yep. All right, let's get into some uh, not as depressing. Oh, hold on. There was one that I told you about earlier. Oh, yes. We uh, It's it's not exactly horror-related, but definitely pop culture-related. And I feel like it's important that we bring it up because I think that, I think that this man, without us having any knowledge of it, probably had a pretty big effect on us when we were, what, maybe in 10th grade? Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Probably 9th or 10th grade. Um, David McCallum, who's probably most well known for, uh, being on NCIS. He, uh, played, uh, Ducky, I think his name was on NCIS. His name was Donald Mallard. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was also a musician 
a very a very accomplished musician. He played for the uh, I think the London Philharmonic Orchestra, but he also is responsible for one of the most probably recognizable pieces of music for people our age. Maybe. And I asked you to pull it up earlier, and I'm assuming you didn't. I didn't, no. So if you could pull up David McCallum, The Edge. Okay. Here we go. And give it a little listen. Okay. This is The Edge. Huh. You know I'm mapping with the D-R-E. Uh it's one yeah, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the best fucking hip hop songs in the, the from the two thousands, isn't you it? You do know who's back up in this motherfucker. <laughs> Dr. Dre. It's the D-R-E and the D-O-Double G, baby. Was that from two thousands or nineties? That was, was that late nineties or I feel like it was early two thousands. Oh, two thousand one, the chronic is the record that it was. Oh off. Well, yeah. So there you go. So there you 2001. go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, one of the one of the greatest Dr. Dre songs ever. Yeah. Um and uh, he passed away. Yep. That sucks. So uh rest in peace to David McCallum. You entertained many old ladies on NCIS. You entertained many millennials with <laughs> Will the NCIS crew investigate his death? Oh, that's the question. That is the question. Or were they going to save it for another episode? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Got it. No, you should have said the next episode. But <laughs> <laughs> I totally should have. All right. R.I.P. to David McCallum. Yes, sir. Well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What else you got there, bud? I don't know. Did I unplug my headphones just now? I don't. I did. Push, oh, my, no. <laughs> push my in. <laughs> push. Push. There we go. You good? I you went back? to go smack the table and I hit my headphone jack instead. <laughs> I jacked it out. The old right. smack a jack. <laughs> smack a jack. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, back into some less depressing news here, though. Uh, the Exorcist believer. Uh oh. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, we hear terrible things about it. But you know what? We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. I plan to see it soon. Uh, but we will be, and we are. Really? David Gordon Green, yes. who directed it, uh, who also directed all three of the Halloween trilogy movies um he was set to direct all of the exorcist movies and apparently that might be in a little bit of doubt now uh probably because the first movie here did not do well critically at all yeah um apparently they're going to be like kind of rehashing the whole rest of the uh trilogy here they're playing it off though really i don't know Tongue in, not tongue-in-cheek, but they're playing it off as though it's not a big deal. Uh, them saying uh, that David Gordon Green is saying that my intention is just to start making things. And as those plans come together, if I find myself in the director's chair, I'd be thrilled. But right now, I'm navigating it from a story perspective and looking at the realities of life as I pivot. Okay. Says, says to me a lot, like maybe they don't want him to come back. Basically saying, yeah, don't be surprised if I'm not back. I mean, and the thing is, is like, his Halloween movies didn't fare well after the first one either. Yeah. People liked them, don't get me wrong, but sure. like they didn't like the first one like was pretty well revered. And then they just got worse and then worse by the third one that came around. So I wonder if the studio is just looking at this and be like, we don't want a repeat of this. You know, we want we want the, the second and third movies to build, not 
decrease. You know, or maybe they'll do what the original Exorcist uh, trilogy did, and the second one will just really suck bad. The third one will be amazing. <laughs> the third one, they'll get Brad Dourif to come in. It'll be fucking awesome. Maybe. I don't know. He says, too, and this is I think is interesting, uh, Gordon Green uh, added to the interview. He goes, uh, one of the things that's been really great between these horror franchises is that doing that comedy series on HBO, which is The Righteous Gemstones, Oh yeah. Um, it's fun to be able to step away, take a deep breath, have a big laugh, and then get back to work in the genre. I wonder if that's hurting it. You know? Like, he's taking himself out of the horror atmosphere for too much that and like it's not like his, his mindset is re- reverting back to kind of i don't know i mean like you, maybe maybe you'd not think that but the guy would be be able to kind of separate compartmentalize a little bit like you'd think but i don't know but don't yeah know. i mean yeah if you're if you're and the the righteous gemstones is a goofy ass show i've watched some of it um it is so like to jump back into you know pretty pretty intense horror from that yeah, it might be might be kind of it's, it's like your soul's not really into it. Right. You know? Yeah. You're kind of jumping back and forth in between two vastly different things. So you can't give it your your all. I don't know. Right. Maybe maybe I'm looking too much into that, but um it's interesting. I'm honestly okay with somebody else taking it over because I unlike you, I think, I really didn't like the second two Halloween movies in his franchise. I enjoyed them, but it was Probably mostly just because we were getting more Michael Myers. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I had my issues with the second two movies. I had my issues with the first movie. Sure. Um, the first movie was at least fun still, though. Like, it was a, a good return to Haddonfield. Right. Um. Yeah, I had my issues, but I still enjoyed them because, you know, I it's like I said back when we talked about those movies, I'm always down for more Michael Myers. Sure, so. sure. All right, uh, moving on here. Um, let's see here. The Craft, James. The Craft. Would you like to see The Craft as a musical? Maybe. Do you think that would work? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. guess what? Uh, you might get it. Bunch of, bunch of goth chicks up on stage singing, <laughs> singing about witchcraft, of course. You had me at goth women. Yeah. You know? Uh, let's see. The craft writer Peter Filardi has been approached, apparently, about turning his 1996 musical or <laughs> movie into a musical. Uh, he's all about it, and he wants to see it happen, so that, that bodes well. He's working sure. with them. Uh, no idea when it's going to fucking happen, obviously, but they're working on it, and that is awesome. You know, what's Good funny news. is I, I was talking to you earlier about how I had to do the news last week, and I didn't know how you decide which pieces of news are newsworthy for the show. That was one that I skipped over. (laughs) But that wasn't, that didn't come out until. Yeah. It was a piece of news that I was reading about last week that I was thinking about putting into the show. That's interesting being that this was released after you guys did your show. No, it wasn't. Well, at least I'm bloody disgusting. It was. No, it wasn't. It was. Because that's where I was getting my news. It was maybe it's more detailed now, but they they teased it. Okay, well, in the, uh, a couple a couple weeks yeah, ago. Whatever. Uh, let's see here. Mothman prophecies, another movie we like. Uh, apparently, okay. Mothman prophecies apparently is uh, going to be getting the small screen treatment. It's going to mm. turn it into a series. Uh, director Mark Pellington uh, has teased that uh, 
that they're interested in bringing it back to the small screen or bringing it to the small screen. Tell Richard Gear to get the gerbil out of his ass and get back here. I agree. I well, keep bring him gerbil. back. Keep the gerbil. It's or fine. keep the gerbil. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Maybe it'll make him more energetic <laughs> when he's on set. Um, but uh, I'm actually really okay with this. Me I too. feel like of all the movies that you could turn into a series, the Mothman prophecies feels more like the X Files to me yeah. than anything else. And there's so many other stories wrapped up into that phenomenon. Yeah, there's so many threads. Like, and there, yeah, there, there's the Mothman himself. There's the injured cold stuff. There's like uh, all of the different people having all of the different experiences. And you could add stuff to it, and it wouldn't be a big deal, in my opinion. Right. Like I, I think like the way in the way that the X Files had their main alien story, but then they did a ton of other filler stuff. Right. You could totally do that with the Mothman. And just have certain episodes focus on that particular incident, build on the injured cold stuff, build on the Mothman stuff for certain episodes, yeah. but then have the main character finding out about other stuff elsewhere or what have you. Like, yeah. I, I think that could actually really work. Um, and it would, might be the modern day like X-Files hell, type show that hell, people have been the, clamming for. Work the hellier, work the, the <laughs> goblins into it. You know, <laughs> I'm sure they'd love it. I'm sure they would love it. <laughs> Uh, okay, and into the biggest news of the week. I'm not going to go ahead and say that it's the best news, but uh, on the uh, on the topic of turning things into TV series. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Is it Halloween? It's Halloween. I did talk about this last week, too. Um, well, uh, <laughs> no, you did. You did, but there's more more news on okay. it this week. I'm uh, curious. Apparently, um, apparently, Miramax has landed the rights. They have. They have landed the rights okay. to the TV series. So Miramax is, is is apparently moving forward with that, and they're also the thing is that um, Malik Akkad, uh, his Trancus International, um, still owns the film rights. The film rights. Yeah. So having um, having having Akkad have the rights to both things here, it opens it up to like film, TV crossover kind well, of stuff. Well, Miramax also partially owns the the film rights so they're already involved it's trancus and oh is that what it is Did I read Tran- this wrong? trancus and miramax both own the film rights and it was trancus alone that owns the tv rights ah. so now miramax has just bought into also the film or the tv rights got it okay i was reading that wrong okay that makes that makes more sense then yep but even still um I I don't know that this is a good idea. This is kind of like what I said last week. I yeah. I just don't feel like the thing that's always and I'll I'll kind of repeat what I said. The thing that's always been scary to me about Michael Myers is there's um you know like the motivation behind what he does. It's they're they're really in there the shouldn't in, be any in the original movies or, or especially the original movie. He was just a young kid who just fucking flipped his lid for some reason right yeah, yeah. and then came back a couple decades later and and did and no oh god sister titties cont- no no continued no. his work <laughs> and it's like i i said i said last week i enjoyed the rob zombie movies but like did i need to know that much about his childhood i really didn't nope like i don't nope like i i get it like the idea everybody's all into the idea of like what childhood trauma translates into as an adult nowadays that's fine and it's interesting to me but when it comes to a character like michael myers i don't know if i want it to be based in that much reality no i i I I certainly don't i i don't i I like i don't necessarily need that i just like the 
the idea that he is just a kid who, for some reason, lost his shit and then became this monstrous killer later in life, that's way scarier. Yeah. If you start telling me his background and how he had all this trauma or like a bad family yeah. life or something, it's, it's, it's not irrelevant. It's just... Well, it is, it's, though. It's, bo- it's boring. It's irrelevant because you don't want to know it. Like you don't, you don't want. Like I don't care why he is the way he is. Right. I just like the fact that he is. You know, like it's way scarier. The that mystique, way. the mystique of him is what works. Right. You start explaining that, and then you strip away what makes him an interesting character. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred so, percent. I, I mean, this is obviously still something it, that we'll watch. Maybe, but well, yes, but like having a, a TV series, though, it's like you have to make TV time. So you're 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 absolutely going to dive into those themes. Right. You're going to go into his past. You're right. going to go into his future. You're going to go into all the places that, like, we never really needed him to go. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of this, but like you said, we'll still watch it. I'm still going to check it out just to see what they do with it. But yeah. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried about it. Agreed. Ugh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's been a while since I've done this. I got to retrain myself to uh, staying up till all hours of the night recording a podcast. All hours of the night. It's not even one yet. That's 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 all hours for me. I've been going to bed at like 10 the last four days. Oh, God. He's yeah. an old man. Dude, I've been so exhausted from, you know what? I'm not going into it. Driving everywhere? I don't, you don't need to know my life. Fucking too much? <laughs> all of the above. All of the, both at the same time sometimes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nice, dude. Oh yeah, that's what's nice about the Rav Four. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little roomier <laughs> in the cab, so it's like I only got Rav One. Oh, I only <laughs> got I only got Ravved once. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Anyway. All right. Well, that's it for the bleed feed. Yes, sir. A little later this week. Uh, for that. We're gonna not take a break because we already took our break. Yeah. So we're going to pretend like we're taking a break, and then when we get back. It's going to be totally killer. It, 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 I got nothing. Okay. That's it. All right. Then don't totally. add anything. Totes. <laughs> Totes kills, bro. Totes kills, bro. That's problematic. <laughs> Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Oh my god, it's been so long since all of that talking and breaking. Oh my god. Oh. What a totally killer conversation we just had. <laughs> uh, all right, totally killer from 2023. Brand new movie, James. Totes. Uh, directed by... Okay. <laughs> I practiced this. We'll see if I can remember it. You, you practiced this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're like, you shouldn't have. It's the easiest name in the world. Yeah, it's <laughs> super simple. Nanachka Khan? Uh, I would have said Nanachka. Nanachka. Oh, uh, pretty no, close. Don't you fucking hold me over the coals for that. Okay, that was... 
pretty close. Bro, there's there's a way to say your name and there's a way to not say your name. And <laughs> yeah, but you don't but you don't know what the right emphasis is either. Though. No, I don't. So no, I'm just assuming Ninochka. Either one of them could be right. Let's say Devochka. Nanachka <laughs> uh, Khan. Sure. Yes, Nanachka Khan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, when an infamous, when the infamous Sweet Sixteen killer returns thirty-five years after his first murder spree to claim another victim, seventeen-year-old Jamie accidentally travels back in time to nineteen eighty-seven, determined to stop the killer before he can start. Uh, this movie is very much in the vein of. Well, obviously, Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, obviously, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Uh, I got like Happy Death Day vibes from it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was another movie that I thought was very, very similar to it. And now I can't remember what it was. But yeah, I don't know. It. This movie is not original in that sense. I feel like the the concept of going back in time has been done a lot lately. Oh, well, if you're... Sorry, if you're going to, like... I know that there's been complaints online, including from the director of this particular movie, that it was basically The Final Girls. Uh, that was one of the movies, yeah. Like, the director of The Final Girls actually got on Twitter and said... Or X, sorry. And said, oh, didn't I already make this movie? I mean, kind of. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Well, it was kind of. It was different, though. They it jumped was... into the plot of a horror movie. Well, sure. It's it, it's the same. Time travel and jumping into the plot of a movie are two very different things. Well, no, because jumping into the plot of the movie was time travel back to that time period. But it's your... it was time travel. Not... They traveled back in time. But you're jumping in into time. a movie in time. That's back. not no. It's the same. Nah, it's the same. It's not. I agree with her. Um, no, it it really is. And and Final Girls was the other movie that I wasn't thinking of. So thank you for that. Um. Yeah, it it is very similar. It takes cues from a lot of stuff. So it's not the most original movie this day and age. It's been done before. Doesn't make it any less enjoyable though. No. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun. I did too. If you're looking for like a fun Halloween romp that you can watch with uh well, I don't know if I'd say romp, but you know, well, I did say romp. <laughs> it, it that might not be the right word for it, but you get what I'm saying though. It's a fun Halloween watch. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of it's billed as like a horror comedy. Yeah, which I think it is. It, oh yeah, for sure. But it, the horror aspects of it are actually pretty, pretty decent. The kills are brutal. The kills are brutal. Yeah. The, the killer himself is, uh, like, despite looking like Max Headroom and and Billy Idol, like the killer is extremely relentless and mm-hmm. and brutal. Like. Aaron and I were talking about looks it. Looks silly, but you know. I, I thought he looked cool. No, I think he looks silly <laughs> on purpose, though. Like it's it's supposed to be a very like, sort of, sort of an eighties vibe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, just you were to, talking to Aaron, though. You, you were about to say. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, that's how quick things you gotta you gotta either just let me say it or it just leaves my brain. Good talk. Um, so you have uh, Jamie Hughes. Played by Kiernan Chipka, mm-hmm. who is a seventeen-year-old, seventeen-year-old uh, girl growing up in this town where, once upon a time in this small town, three murders took place. That's Thirty years before then, thirty-five or like that? years yeah. or something like that. Um, and her mother, uh, played by Julie Bowen. That Veronica Vaughn. Oh no 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 no! You're wrong. 
We've made reference to that several times tonight, and Veronica Vaughn is not Julie Bowen. Yes, it is. No, Veronica Vaughn was, uh, I can't remember her name, but Julie Bowen played the, the girl in Happy Gilmore. Oh, <laughs> fuck, you're right. Oh, shit, you're right, you're right. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name from Vicky? Veronica Vaughn. Vicky something? I know it's a VV name, because Adam Sandler always does VV names. Um, For uh, Oh, fuck, you're right. Oh, that killed my whole intro and everything. Oh, dude, did you do that oh, in the intro? I, you don't. You didn't even pay attention. No, I can't remember <laughs> back that. Oh, Virginia Venet. Virginia Venet. God, was damn that in it. your intro? It was. <laughs> God damn it. Whatever. Oh, I'm not dude. changing it. I'm gonna own it. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, but but in all fairness, that that, 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 Vaughn. that Virginia Venet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. She was also the girl, she's also the mom in Hubie Halloween, one of my favorite Halloween movies. Hubie now. Halloween, and then she's also the mom on Modern Family, yep. which yep. is one of the best shows yep. ever made. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Kieran Shipka plays her daughter. She's uh, um, Pam, Pam Hughes, the mom, is very uh, overprotective because her three friends were murdered by this psychopath back in the 80s. Yeah. And it's very they you know they kind of uh, it it's 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 obviously it's taking cues from a lot of old slashers like this sure. this kind of has the the feel of like a of like a uh, like a Michael Myers he's become this he's become this like thing of legend in this small town and it's almost more like Scream. Oh uh, yeah, I guess Scream would probably be. I feel like, I feel like Scream's more apt. Yeah, uh, that's, a comparison. Yeah, that's 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 probably that's probably true. Um, like the the people in town have kind of uh, turned him into this. I don't know, like uh, not not like a not like an idol, but like a folk. Yeah, like this this like yeah folk this villain, like folklore. Like people, people go on tours every year where they all dress up like the Sweet Sixteen killer and they mm-hmm. wear the mask and stuff. So for a lot of people in the town, it's not really that real. Like they just think of it as like this fun little thing that they remember every year. Whereas Pam Hughes was in the thick of it when she was younger. So she's spent the last thirty five years of her life preparing for the return of this person. So she's a fighter she's got weapons all over the house she's very overprotective of her daughter who she's also you know made uh she's made her go get self-defense lessons and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and then you have her father played by spider bolton uh um, lachlan monroe lachlan monroe <laughs> i fucking love lachlan monroe. i do too i can never say his name lachlan monroe that's there why i just call him spider bolton spider bolton um, that's it <laughs> Because he'll always, he'll never escape that format. Like, I I know you made the Dead Man on Campus He's always reference. Dead Man on Campus to me, yeah. Spider Bolton, bro. Fair from, enough. From downhill, Willie. Fair. <laughs> that, that, I get it. I get it. Um, um, basically, you have this, uh, they set it up to where this girl, she just wants to be an independent young lady. She wants to go out and do her thing. But her, mom's, her mom wants to keep her on kind of a tight leash because yeah. she's still paranoid about this guy being out there somewhere you have a podcaster a local podcaster shout out podcasters um who his thing is like he's just been kind of 
he's been kind of like reaping the benefits of this story for the past 35 years. Yeah, like he's, he's 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 as old as the parents. He was around back when the original ones happened, part of the same same group of friends in the high school and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, has a relationship with um, Jamie's mom, which she doesn't really know about. It's kind of in secret, if you will. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, at least. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, the the story the story to me, it's easy to follow when you're watching it, but to reference characters after you've watched the movie, it's kind of <laughs> hard because there's basically two actors for every character. Right. There's a young version and there's an old version. <laughs> right. What I do love though is how they go back and forth between the two timelines. Yeah, me too. It's and it's interesting because when when something gets affected in the past, because it's it's like we said earlier, it's very much like Back to the Future, where if you mess something up in the past, it reciprocates in the future. Yeah. So when they change something in the past, they automatically show it happening in real time in the future, and it's not even that it's just happening; it changes the narrative. I also love which to, I thought was a really kind of cool a cool idea. I also love too that like to just to kind of jump onto the tail end of that, um, the people who are kind of actively paying attention to what's going on in in particular, there's two people. Um, was it Amelia? Was that her name? Amelia. Amelia. <laughs> Amelia, and uh, who was the best friend of Jamie, and the pastor in the future in the in 2023 okay and um chris dupassage who's the podcaster oh yeah yeah they're they're investigating this thing because amelia was actually the one who created the time machine based off of plans that her mom had created I when she how, was younger i love how they never explain how her mom is a super genius she I just know. is yeah, it's she's like just, oh this random girl in high school created a fucking time machine yeah okay <laughs> go with it which i'll get to in a minute when i bring up randall park um but i i love that uh they explain the idea of the mandela effect Oh, I love that. In in yeah. real time. Because as things are changing in the past, these two people who are paying very close attention to the details, they suddenly remember things that happened in the past after they were changed. And then they're like, and well, in particular, Chris Dupassage, and he's like, oh, I could have swore that she was murdered in the garage but like this my, my this, notes say this, that it's yeah this article is saying that she was in the bedroom but that's the thing all the physical things change too like the pictures they have have right. like different details in them and right. this and that and and he's and then amelia turns to him and she's like oh it's the mandela it's the mandela effect it's like one of those things where you know people think that nelson mandela died in prison it's just one of those things where but some people believe that it could be things that were changed in the past and yeah. and you're remembering something from a different timeline you're fucking and with the timeline and yeah. so they actually explain the mandela effect which i love because, i thought that was really cool because sometimes you experience in real life a mandela effect that's so strong that you're like something's fucked here sure something's messed up here yeah. like there's no way that i'm remembering this incorrectly because i have such vivid memories of this from my past but it turns out to be complete bullshit right yeah. i love the fact that they kind of worked that it's into a simulation it is a simulation <laughs> it is a simulation and that's the thing is the government is just trying to see which ones which one of us are paying attention so that they can they can either use us mm -hmm. in the robot war for some damn reason i haven't fleshed it out yet 
or they can eliminate us if we start to learn too much. Oh, they can use us in the robot war for Operation Human Shield. Just we're the first <laughs> ones to go. That's it. <laughs> um, I, I I loved I loved how the um the 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 people in the modern day portion of, actually the people in both versions of the story they're all very stupid like all of them i think my favorite my favorite was the uh the gym coach that was supposed to be teaching them like some survival skills he's like first thing you should do is run and as everyone knows avoid the knife keep your life <laughs> go devils <laughs> like that was their big spiel from the gym teacher to keep them safe i, I fucking he says, died he laughing says the coach he says the coach is going to run us through some uh, survival tactics you go think devils. he's you think he's going to run you through some self defense or something and he's just like he puts his hand up avoid the knife keep your life <laughs> i'm i'm going to get back to what i said about randall park before i forget about it so Jamie ends up traveling back in time through a photo booth, which is a time machine that her friend Amelia has built. Crazy. A uh, fucking, uh, what, sophomore? Junior yeah. oh, jun- yeah. junior in high school. She's built a functioning time machine. Yep. Um, Just go with it. So Jamie's mom ends up getting murdered 35 years later by this killer. And so she decides that she wants to travel back in time to try and stop this killer so that she can save her mom's life and the the people that were killed back in the day were her mom and her dad's friends they was part of their friend group basically so that's why they're all connected so long story short she actually ends up getting sent back to 1987 and that's where she starts to meet everybody from 1987 who are all very much according to her anyway they're all very problematic (laughs) This is one of those things. Uh, this is one of the things I didn't like about this movie is all yep. the like cringe like Gen Z stuff. Yep. <laughs> like she just kept she kept pointing out all of the the things that they were doing that were offensive. And there's and there's, I'm just like that's it's so on the nose. Like yeah. no nobody actually nobody in real life outside of people who are like chronically on TikTok and Twitter actually talk like that. No, and it's like it it I feel like if it was done differently it wouldn't be as big of a deal. Like when when it, she's always like you can't say that. Yeah. Oh god, that that's problematic. Like yeah. <laughs> they she says stuff like that. If it would have been just more of like a thing where it's like oh, you can't say that nowadays. Like right. it's it's all in the delivery of how it's written too and I think that it was just written poorly to prove like She's trying to prove a point in the writing, but it just comes off as I don't want to say annoying, but like kind of annoying. Like because the 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 whole like all the well it's the like wokeness of the movie, <laughs> it felt very forced. Every time it came up, it felt forced. Well, it's like I mean, That's we all. we know people in real life who if you say something offensive, they will come right out and say, Oh, sure. That's very offensive. And I'm and those people are kind of unbearable to be around. <laughs> there's, there's truth in that too. <laughs> and this is I maybe I, I don't I don't get offended by stuff. I don't. I like don't so so maybe that's why they're annoying to be around but like but I also know for a fact that the people the people who I know in real life who are like that are chronically on TikTok and Twitter and it, it I think it it makes them more sensitive to stuff like sure, that. Sure. Sure. Um so it and it's just so on the nose, you know what I mean? Like it's it's 
I think there's a more tactful way to, and I have no problem with people being offended. People have the right to be offended by stuff. That's perfectly fine. Just like everybody else has a right to say offensive things if they want to. I think it's just like... You disagree with two points of the Church of Satan. What's up? That you disagree with two major points of the Church of Satan. I disagree? No, you agreed with it. Oh, I agreed with. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, just putting that out there. Oh, okay. I'm trying to convert you. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm also just agreeing with uh, humanity, right? Well, there you go. Is that what the Church of Satan is? Is humanity? Yes, kind of. The Church of Satan is the the Church of Satan is essentially the worship of the self. Nah, I don't. Well, the, I, don't no, I thought, I thought I don't, you said self. Self, not the, the south. south. The self. Yes. I do like the south, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I. Th- I think that's uh, the idea of Satan and the idea of a ba- and the idea of Baphomet. You mm-hmm. know, as like this devil creature. It's publicity. No, I get that. It's not. It has nothing to do with. Yeah, that. I know. Yeah. But like just on uh, just on its face, like uh, with the uh, with the ideology that like Satanism is the worship of the self. Mm-hmm. I don't think people should worship themselves. Well, it's <laughs> it's not some. Well, we don't need to get into this. Right no, now. we don't need it's, to. I'm yeah, just saying it's, that's it's, it's that's why the, you'll never convert me to the church. It's not of Satanism the worship because... of it. It's not the worship of it. It's just that you treat yourself as basically the own god of your own orbit. Yeah, like you're the most important part of your own orbit. Yeah, and I don't think that's true. So, oh, well, I'll never be a Satanist. Fucking pushover. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. Um, yeah. So, what the hell was I saying? I yeah, know. I just I think there was I think that there's I have no problem with people pointing out things when they're problematic in movies if it's done tactfully. Yeah, and not this, and not so annoyingly. <laughs> this didn't seem tactful. Just. It seemed like I said before forced. Like it just, yeah. it's like I want to write this scene in so I can make this statement, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Right. Like I, it sounds bad, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to do it. Like w- with all the woke stuff at the end of it, of course her her brother that she found at the end of the movie, of course he has a husband. Like <laughs> it's like I, it's fine. Like I could care less about gay, trans, whatever characters. Do it. I don't care. It's when they draw so much attention to it, like they're like they're trying to force, like, ha, look, he's gay, ha, <laughs> like that's what I don't like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like just be gay, it's fine, <laughs> like nobody cares, right? <laughs> like I, I, I feel like a lot of these groups make a bigger deal out of out of the points that they're trying to not make a big deal about. They do the a disservice to it by doing the opposite, right? That's all. That that's where I'm coming from. I, I hope that doesn't come off as a weird like me having a problem with them being gay that's not that's not what i'm saying at all like, yeah no i get what you're saying yeah yeah um so what uh we went off on a tangent here we did apologies so she goes back in time to try and figure out who's killing these kids because she wants to try and stop it before her mom gets murdered yeah. in the future yep. so she she figures if she stops the original three murders that you know, the the sweet sixteen murders, what they call him, because he stabs his victims sixteen times on their sixteenth birthdays. On their sixteenth birthdays, um, he figures she figures if if she can stop the killer back then, her mom will be spared in the future. Right. So, but then also keeping in mind everything that her friend has told her about how if you change something in the past, it's going to affect something in the future. Yeah. Um. So she she ends up meeting her. She goes and she enrolls in school, which turns out to be really easy because it's the 80s and nobody gives a shit about anything. 
I'm a foreign exchange student. Okay, go here. Okay, this is your class load. Um, so she's she goes and meets her mom and her three friends who call themselves the Mollies because they're obsessed with Molly Ringwald. And it turns out her mom was like a huge bitch in the past. And she can't believe it because her mom's this sweet person in the future. Um, and she essentially starts trying to convince them that they need to watch out. And she comes right out and says it. Like, you guys are, something terrible's going to happen. Sure. You're going to be murdered. Her great excuse to them is, I'm psychic. Yeah, rather than, <laughs> so she does, she meets up with Amelia's mom from the past, who is, um, the same it? age as her back in the, back in the 80s. Yeah. What was her name? I can't remember. Um, I don't know that I actually wrote it down. Uh, t- uh, Lauren, Lauren Creston. So she meets up with Lauren who is Amelia's mom, and she says, your daughter made a time machine and sent me back in the past. And she talks to her about her notebook full of ideas, and she's like, well, nobody else knows about that notebook. And I She do. takes it really well. The she's, fact that there's a time traveler in her midst, she takes it really well. She does, but she's also been working on this for quite a while, so it's like it's almost like it's not surprising to her. Sure. You know? Like, ha I figured it out one day. And I kind of, I kind of liked that she, I kind of liked that it didn't take a lot of convincing for her. Because any other movie that you that you watch where time travel is involved, it's always such a chore to get people on board sure. with what you're talking about. But she's automatically just like, oh yeah, okay. Well, she's she she's she, skeptical at first. She's the and then, type though to believe in that kind of stuff, right? You know, she's not, it's not like she's like a crazy radical rightist or anything like that that needs to get turned over to the to the other side. She was already there. Why? Why is that your example? I don't know. It just is. Oh, Paul. Fine, fine. Leftists to go over to the other side. doesn't matter. Why is that your example? Because they're hard to change their minds. <laughs> um, so The divide is real, James. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so... She and then they they decide. Does she go to the cops first? Because I wanted to bring up the Randall Parks character. I love Randall Parks. <laughs> Randall Park <laughs> plays Sheriff Dennis Lim in the past. Yeah, and she goes and tries to tell him, "Hey, there's going to be three murders in the next like five days, and you need to try and stop them." And she tries to explain to them, like she's just very forthright with it. She says. Have you ever seen the movie Back to the Future? They say no, but I've heard it's good. I'm essentially living that the plot of that movie right now. I'm here from the future. I can tell you that... I am from the future. <laughs> I can tell you that these murders are going to happen. They obviously don't believe her. And then as she's walking away, Randall Park says something to his partner. He says, uh, he says I hate time travel movies. They, they never make any sense. Which, every every time you hit a plot hole in this movie, because there's a lot of them, Every time you hit a plot hole in this movie, that's the line in the movie that covers everything up. It does, which I think yeah. is hilarious. Like, and that's that and was obviously pay, that was obviously intentional by the writers because they don't pay a lot of attention to it either, though. Well, that's the thing is like that's if you go back and you watch any time travel movie from the last forty years, there's o- there's always plot holes, and people have been spending the last forty years talking about the plot holes in these time travel movies. But when you specifically have a guy just come up front and say, I hate time travel movies. They never make any sense. Yeah. It covers all your plot holes. Agreed. Because they're just coming right out and saying, it doesn't need to make sense. It is what it is. 
just just have fun right yeah and I, I i thought that was really funny um i i thought this movie was absolutely hysterical in how it came across as like a very i don't want to say family friendly but it came off as like a nice bright chipper kind of horror comedy right like a lot of like the death day movies or whatever is well, especially once once she got back to the eighties, like everything yeah. was, yeah, yeah, like you said, like everything was super bright and saturated. <laughs> but I also love how the entire movie, for whatever reason, sort of revolves around BJ's, whether it be whether it be blowjobs, <laughs> whether it be Bartles and James, whether it be like <laughs> like it's a central point. Like like one of the one of the girls who is meant to become a decoy when they try to lure the killer in. It's like just go to the. Just go to um go to the dollhouse. Go to the dollhouse and just pretend that you're giving a casual blowjob. She goes, Oh yeah, casual blowjob. I got this. I do like, that. I do that all the time. Was all the time. And then there's another uh there's another the scene where the guy's like the girl uh, uh her mom, I think. Is it, is it her mom or her mom's friend? She's like she's like, Oh, excuse me, I, I gotta go to use the bathroom. I have one too many BJs. And he's like, Well, save one for me. And she's like, Oh, I don't do blowjobs. <laughs> and then the, the later on, like the moral of the story is if you like the moral of the story is just do blowjobs. Well, the, you're, you're, it'll save your life. Well, Lurch, Lurch even <laughs> says that at one point. He says, just think if she would have given, <laughs> if she would have done blowjobs, she might be still alive today. <laughs> and then Jamie's like, yeah, let's not make that the lesson for this. <laughs> that was where the wokeness kind of was funny. And then, she, and then she says, uh, cause, because it's the, uh, the guy who becomes the future singer of Killer Instinct, but then, in the alternate universe, he's the singer of uh, "A Waterbed Away." She's a waterbed away is the greatest name ever, by the way. <laughs> he says, "Because uh, he says, like, oh, maybe you, why don't you save one for me?" And she says, "Oh, I don't give blowjobs. <laughs> Pee comes out of there." <laughs> and they say that like two or three more times in the movie. <laughs> oh, she never liked giving blowjobs. Pee comes out of there. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Oh God, teenagers from the '80s were funny. Um, yeah, I I love that. It's funny you mentioned Killer Instinct. Made me think of fighting games, which made me think of Mortal Kombat. Which reminds me, I never told you. I totally in a bookstore on our honeymoon. I totally bought the novelization of the Mortal Kombat movie. Did you really? Which one? The, the original. One. The original. Yeah. Nice. I know, right? Like I saw it. I'm like, fuck. I need to own this. Like, I, I I need. I bought that. The novel you actually you actually stole that from the manuscript library, didn't you? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yale. That was in one of those leather bound <laughs> books. Yeah, it was that the novelization of the mask because oh, I thought that'd be fun. Oh yeah, and um, a novelization of Monkey Shines. Oh cool. No, or the original novel of Monkey Shines. Yeah. Oh, the one that yeah. I, I didn't know that was based on a book. Apparently, it was. We so. pro- we probably mentioned it in the episode. Probably but you just forgot. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, though, back to the movie. Um, yeah, I, I also love how too like they they have just really horrible names for all the people they bully, and one of the recurring ones is Fat Trish. Yeah, and they bully her, and like she ended up driving home drunk, and it got her into a car accident. Mm-hmm. Big plot point, and they finally show a picture of Fat Trish at the end of the movie. She wasn't fat at all. Perfectly normal looking girl, because <laughs> these girls are such bitches uh-huh. in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. I was cracking up at it. Like I love I love how not serious this movie took itself. And in terms of like the wokeness, there's a part of me that was like 
it's annoying, but I feel like it's kind of a plot point, like because it's so overt and it's so in your face through a lot of the movie. Like it's so. You think it's like tongue in cheek kind of. I, or? I thought that it was right. I'm waiting for the end of it for her to like go back to the future, right, and then for people to be all crazy offended by everything and her being like guys it's not a big deal you know like i kind of expected that and then it didn't happen i was like oh it's just oh it's just cringy writing it's just cringy writing yeah (laughs) like i was like oh god (laughs) i i I thought it was going somewhere because had they done that it would have been fine yeah you could have gotten both points across you know (laughs) and and they didn't do it and i was like i was a little disappointed by that it's like just make movies fun you don't have to make a political statement and everything you do yeah Kind of yeah, takes me out of, yeah. It kind of takes me out of it, you know? Right. And how sad is it that being, that just being, like calling people out for being shitty is now a political statement, you know? Calling people, oh, well, I'm, yeah. Just let things be. Like the 80s were, the 80s were the 80s. Everybody knows it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I agree with I you. I feel like, I feel like it was more, it was more of a way to, well, that's the thing, it's though. Like, ha- that's the thing, though. Like, what I was saying about like the people, nobody actually talks like that in real life. No. Aside from the people who spend too much time online. Yeah. Um, I, and I feel so like, it- like for those people who spend too much time online, they look back at the the 80s and the 90s and even the early 2000s. I mean, shit, we like look at some of the jokes on The Office from the early 2000s that would never fly these days, sure, right? Sure. And, I still watch those people like us who aren't offended by all sorts of things still watch those things. And we're like, yeah, that's funny because you don't take it that seriously. Like the whole point was that, you know, Michael Scott was so not aware of how offensive he was. Right. Like that's part of the joke. But like, yeah, people, people used to, people used to be shittier. But people, people still are shitty. Like, we're shitty sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like there's a lot more people who pay attention to that shittiness these days. Sure. And it's like, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't well, know. My, I, don't, I don't know a good way to explain it. It's just my, like. My note on this is like, I feel like the movie is supposed to highlight how bad the past was, but it really just showcases how soft people today are. Right. <laughs> you know, it really does. I know we said we weren't going to harp on this a lot, but it keeps coming up because it was so prevalent in the movie. Right. And for for people that just like, for people like us, like we understand the point of it. We don't completely disagree with the point of it, but like you do it to death and it just becomes annoying. Yeah. Well, it's, it's too, like I, like one of the, one of the things that I kind of found funny was like, she goes back and she's appalled by these kids in the eighties, how like they're obsessed with sex and blowjobs and stuff like that. And like, if you, if you get on Instagram or TikTok or, 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 uh, X nowadays, this is the age of hookup culture. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like people are like, how many times people don't want long term anything. How many times you get on Instagram and you go to your for you page and it's some idiot walking around a city asking guys and girls what their quote unquote body count is? Oh, I've never seen that, but I I see it all the time and it's like and and these people are like, like I saw one a couple. What is days. your algorithm? Huh? <laughs> so what is your algorithm? It's shit, dude. I I don't even go on my for you page very often because it's shit. But like, it'll just be like uh, a dude saying. Uh, 
what's what's the uh what's the least amount or what's the most amount for a body count if if you want to like settle down with somebody and people are saying like oh under 50 <laughs> i'm like y- like you think that like under 50 that's, that's people sleeping i that's nowadays low. yeah i know that's low and that's fucking disgusting to me like that's crazy um so just the idea that in this movie she goes back into the 80s and she's seemingly appalled by all of these high school kids who are hooking up with each other but seemingly in like semi-monogamous relationships but she's from 20 like it she's from 2023 where hookup culture is a thing like people get on tinder and just like meet up to fuck and then they never see each other again that just doesn't seem like a good i don't know like you're you're getting your you're getting your commentary mixed up i have no idea <laughs> it just I yeah don't know. It, it seems weird to me yeah, she doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would partake in that kind of stuff, though. So, no, probably not. So that defines her character a little bit more. Sure, yeah. Um, I um, I liked this movie. I did. Like, I thought it was fun. Would I watch it again? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. I just I felt like it was um, there was something left left of center about the entire thing. Like it worked, but there was an aspect of the movie that just seemed out of place to me i don't and i don't know what it was just like reaching a little too much on certain aspects probably that yeah probably that um i i I don't know it's i like that we really haven't it's hard to describe we haven't talked about the killer much like oh no i liked the killer i I thought that um he was very much very much in line with like you know typical slashers but i don't know there was something more ferocious about him you know Mm-hmm. And especially like the juxtaposition between the comedy and then when the killer would show up and how brutal he was. And he just... still looks funny though as he's killing people. I thought it was cool though. I thought it was a cool look. I, I don't I know. Don't there disa- was, I, I don't disagree with you. There I just... was I I really liked the mask. I thought it was really cool. Because mm-hmm. it figured you would. It it was it was not it, you wouldn't see that mask and typically think creepy. Right? No, but like, you think weird. You think douchey. Yeah. Quite frankly. <laughs> but there was something creepy about it. Sure. Um. Uh. Johnny Bravo. That's the other person so that that's, mask yeah. looks like. So that's it. So that's earlier today. I said to Aaron. I said. Um. I said I I was watching the movie and at first glance I thought it looked like, I thought it looked like Max Headroom. And then as the movie wore on, I thought it looked more like Billy Idol. And she goes, oh, I thought it looked like Johnny Bravo. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And then she was reading the trivia on IMDb. And and it says on the trivia on IMDb that the mask was a mix between Max Headroom and Billy Idol. I was like, fucking nailed it. There you go. So, um, yeah, it's striking, though. Yeah. It really is. Especially since he's wearing all black and then you have this super bright brightly colored like bleach blonde mask. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool it was a cool uh contrast. So so what did at the end of the day, what did you think of the movie? Like was it did you enjoy it? Did you Yeah, oh yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I did. And I will probably rewatch it at some point in time. I thought it, it was goofy. There was a lot of shit where it was like uh, you know, uh, with any time travel movie, you're gonna you're gonna catch all kinds of like just unbelievable shit. 
Sure. Where you're just like, that's dumb, but also I kind of like <laughs> that's it. That's dumb. But also I kind of like it because it's... And again, like I said, like Randall Park set that whole lineup where he says, oh, I hate I hate time travel movies. They don't make any sense. And then that from, from then on, from that point until the end of the movie, you're like, this doesn't have to make sense. No. Because they came right out and said it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that was kind of genius. It, it kind of band-aids everything before it even happens. Right. Um, I also think, I like the rest of her, her friends uh, in the past. The friend the friend group was was fun. Yeah. Uh, they they played it well. Um, I love... I, you well, it was keep, really just in the past? Oh, in the past. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the past. Yeah. Uh, you, you the keep, Mollies. You keep bringing up Randall Park. I feel like Randall Park, whenever I see him show up in movies, he's my favorite part. And yeah. it was no exception in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the best. Like, he's he's so funny. He's so good. Um, and, uh, yeah, I it, I think he's my favorite character. There was, there was one, like, glaring thing about the timeline that Aaron brought up to me earlier today. What's that? Everything, everything lines up pretty nicely. But when, when, uh... Uh, what the hell is her name? When Jamie makes it back to the future, mm-hmm. there's two things. First of all, there would be a second Jamie in the future. Why would there be a second? Because when she went back and she affected the past and then traveled back to the future, uh, there there was like a split. Like uh, they, they, kept, they kept calling time like a river, basically, right? So there would have been like a little tributary off of the, off of the river that would have um, basically created a new life for Jamie. Mm-hmm. And it did, because her name was Colette when she got back to the future. Correct. Um, so she, when she got back into 2023, there would have been she would have been coming back to a 2023 that already had a version of her. Correct. So... Yeah, I don't... It... So that's going back to Randall Park. Time, time travel movies never make sense. <laughs> Sure. The second glaring, even more glaringly obvious one was, um, so Chris Dupassage. Dupassage, sure. We'll go with that. Ends up traveling back in time and trying to attack Jamie when she's back in 1987 because he's set up this whole thing where, you know, his podcast is going to be this new hit and he's going to win all sorts of awards like his, like his dad. I love um, I love how they who cross over into that world. I love how they have cell phone service still, which <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. Well, it's like it's it's something about the because she doesn't have Wi Fi when she gets back into into nineteen eighty seven into nineteen eighty seven until uh, Lauren makes that time machine. So there's something about the time machine that inherently has some sort of Wi Fi. Uh, connection, which doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, once again. I hate I hate time travel <laughs> movies. They never make any sense. Um, yep. so, but the other thing is, so Lauren is the one who teams up with Jamie in the past. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie successfully makes it back to the future. Lauren gives her the notebook that says everything that's changed in the past 35 years. Mm-hmm. And she says that Chris was very traumatized by the death of his father on live TV and he's currently living in a monastery, I keep my eye on him. There's no reason that Lauren would know that Chris was the the killer from back then. 
Well, so Chris, the so the actual killer was uh, what was his name? Well, Chris wasn't the killer back then. Though. Chris was the killer at the fair, though. He was the killer at the fair in the future. Not in the future. No, he was he he traveled back in time. I after. thought I thought Lurch was the killer in the past. No, Lurch was never a killer. Lurch Lurch was the guy who they thought was the killer, but then he ended up just being a video game nerd. The actual killer was the kid who took karate. What was oh, his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. So they killed him inside the dollhouse. He died. But then Chris had also traveled back to the future. And Doug. He, Doug. Doug was his name. Right. Yeah. Okay. So Chris killed his own father on camera in 1987. But the younger version of Chris saw it happen. Right? Mm-hmm. So... He's traumatized by that. He doesn't know that that's actually himself from 2023 killing his own father. So he goes on in the alternate timeline to join a monastery and live his life, you know, peacefully at a sure. monastery. Sure. But Lauren wouldn't wouldn't have known that that was Chris in the mask that killed uh, his father. So there's no reason for her to know that Chris was the killer. So there's no reason for her to say that she was keeping her eye on him in the monastery. It's probably the biggest one, like out of all the little plot holes in the movie, this is the biggest one. Fair. There's no reason that, because nobody ever saw him with his mask off except for... Which they could have multiple times. Except for Jamie and except for Pam, who's Jamie's mom. Pam briefly saw him with his mask off in the... uh, Gravitron, I call it the Gravitron. What, what, I, I, what were yeah. they calling the, it? Was the Epic Leaper drop. The quantum, yeah, some quantum, quantum drop. drop. That's it. She saw him briefly with his mask off in the quantum drop, but she wouldn't have known who he was because he was because he was an old man. You could absolutely never have a fight scene in that the way they did. That's impossible. Have you ever been on one of those? It's hard to like lift your arm off the the side, let alone. I'm gonna disagree with you because when we used to ride the Gravitron when I was younger the carney would come out from the center and he would stand up on the wall like that. But he was already standing. To get up from a, a fully pressed position, you know? Yeah. I feel like that'd be pretty hard. I think you could probably do it. No, well, you have good faith in me. <laughs> no, not you, I think. Oh. I'm talking about carnies. I rest my case. These guys are on meth, so. True. You know. True, they, have, they got that strength. They have the strength of like <laughs> 10 men. Uh yeah no there was a carney who used to he would he would walk out as the thing started spinning and it I don't know if there it must be on a timer or something but he would walk out as the thing started spinning and he would brace up against the wall and then we'd all be spinning laying down and he'd be standing uh horizontal okay you know it looked like vertical sure. but it's actually horizontal because of you know the centrifugal force hmm. he'd be standing horizontal. <laughs> And then the thing would start to slow down. He'd jump back into the center. It was wild. But, uh, yeah, long story short, she makes it back to the future. Everything is relatively right as rain. Hunky-dory, all except that she's not her. She has an older brother, and everything's different. And she also didn't manage to save any of the kids who got murdered. No, no. The worst, <laughs> worst hero ever. In, in fact, Heroine. In fact, even a few extra people got stabbed. Not killed, yeah. but definitely got stabbed. Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah. On the bright side, she's like best friends with both her best friend and her best friend's mom. 
Yeah. Right? She's got a good relationship out of that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good time. So, there yeah. you go. So, right. um, yeah, that was that was uh, uh, totally killer. Well, I enjoyed it. it. I did. For all, the, for all the, like, shit that we talked about, certain aspects of it, I actually did really enjoy the movie. I did, too. No, um, I, I really did, too. I, I had a really good time with it. I thought that um, the... the the political stuff was a little annoying, but whatever, I can get over that. Sure, I'm bitching about it simply because I can. Yeah, because that's what we do. Sometimes. We 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 own a podcast, and that's what we're allowed to do. Yeah, damn why it. not? Um, but yeah, if uh, if you like to find us, James. Yeah, uh, if you would like to find us before next week, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter or X at the Buzzkill PC. We're on all major streaming sites. Uh, you've already found us, obviously. So this week, I want you to tell your local... Carney. Carney. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Go to the fair. Last good weekend for it, probably, anyway. Get your ass to the fair. Find the one with... Go the, do it. Find the one with the most teeth. Or the least teeth. Or the least teeth. Either mm-hmm. one's fine. Ask him for a gummy. <laughs> Check check out his collection of Elvis sunglasses. <laughs> that was one of my, when I was younger. There was a Carney who had a collection of Elvis sunglasses. I mean, you gotta collect something, right? And he thought they were so dope. They were all made out of plastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, did you go back to his house? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's creepy. Well, I needed my I needed my fix, dude. A meth? <laughs> where else am I supposed to get? Where else am I supposed to get meth? <laughs> Um, oh God! We don't know what we're doing next week. Well, it's next a, week the, starts. It's the two weeks leading up to Halloween, and then so followed by the Halloween hangover. So <laughs> Halloween hangover. The Halloween hangover. I have some ideas. I, I do have some ideas. All right. I'm gonna run them by you after we get off. That here. sounds good. Well, I'm gonna take a minute, but after we get off, we'll we'll go. <laughs> we'll go over. It. Um. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. It will be fun. We promise. We promise. You will have fun. Damn it. Sons of bitches. All right. See ya. All right. Michael. James. Have a good night, bud. Adios, brother. Cheers. Bye.